What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Miglior Luxury Car Care Products. Miglior is known for making the best of the best when it comes to car care. Their product line is handmade and poured right here in the USA in Connecticut. Miglior's Strata Coating is a ceramic coating treatment you can easily apply yourself. It adds a ton of gloss, lasts over a year, and keeps your car looking great for longer in between washes. It's extremely hydrophobic, meaning water just sheets right off, making maintenance so much easier. Strata Coating has over a 100 positive reviews on Amazon if you need to vet it. With spring right around the corner, you can use code TST at checkout at migliorwax.com. That's M-I-G-L-I-O-R-E wax.com get 10% off at migliorwax.com you know I've got ceramic uh, on a top of a wrap on my 911 and I actually have a hard time getting it dirty I keep trying to get it dirty because it's a Safari 911 and so it should look dirty and actually the dirt keeps getting just coming right off it's it's actually very funny uh, 10% off using code TST at checkout for migliorwax.com also, got to talk to you for a second about the Brio Beardscape. You know, just about every guy I know owns a trimmer, the battery-powered or plug-in buzzer that trims your hair. And just about every guy has had a bad experience with at least one crappy trimmer. Either the blades get dull really fast and start pulling hairs, they're loud, clattery, the motor feels weak, or the battery just stops holding a charge. If that sounds familiar, it's time to upgrade to the Brio Beardscape. I've been using the Beardscape about once a week for a year, like 50, 60 shaves, and I have yet to charge it. I charge it once when I first bought it. I still haven't charged it yet. There's a little bad life left in that battery. I will have to charge it soon. It's about approaching like a year and a half. I will have to charge it soon, but like it has legit been like at least 14 months. <laughs> the Beardscape is perfect for trimming your face, head, or for general manscaping. One of the reasons the Beardscape cuts better is because it has a ceramic blade that's extremely sharp and stays sharper much longer than stainless steel. One of my other favorite things about the Beardscape is how quiet yet powerful this trimmer is. It really is quiet, like a Tesla, quiet and powerful. It may be time for you guys to upgrade to the Beardscape. Check it out at Brio4Life.com. That's B-R-I-O, the number 4, life.com, and use code SMOKING. At checkout, that's Brio, the number four, life.com. Code smoking at checkout, and that's for the best price on the internet for the Brio Beardscape. Okay, on this episode, we got an old friend of the show in studio, Mr. Matt Hardigree. He was formerly uh, editor-in-chief at Jalopnik, which I'm sure you have heard of. He's now working over with JF at Tangent Vector uh, as a producer on the show Proving Grounds with uh, Sam Smith, Lee Keen, and Parker Kligerman on camera. Uh, he's in studio hanging out with us today. It's our old pal, Mr. Matt Hardigree, on the Smoking Tire Podcast. Your volume up. <laughs> Poor Tyler. <coughs> That's funny. It's always a Tyler. All right, well, if there's, a, if there's someone there listening, and apparently there is, it's the Smoking Tire Podcast on a motherfucking Sunday. We usually don't work on the weekends, but sometimes Matt Hardigree arrives from an aeroplane. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. Good to be here. I'm sure it is. 
Do you need? Do you have your? Are you caffeined up? Are you fucking good? Do we need to get you some drugs or something? Like I don't drink caffeine. What? This he, is all natural. He does not Stop. need it. Really? He does not need it. Oh. Have you met me? Have you know? Do you know how much I talk? Did you I imagine know. me on well, caffeine? I know, but you were all like, you were all like, oh my god, I'm, I'm jet lagged and I'm gonna be asleep. Like, and this, he's like this a podcast pop- is gonna be a problem. He's like a popcorn machine with conversation. It's just like it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes all day long. I guess it has been a while. It's been since a while. we've had. I guess, no, like last time we hung out, I guess we had things to do. Like we were at work. Yeah, we were busy. We were busy doing things. And then and you so, let me. You were so nice. You let me have your hotel room. Uh, and so you, because you had a party to go to, and we got in your room at the Standard. And so for a shoot. And so yeah, my wife I and daughter go? came up. I forgot where I went. You went in costume. But I hope. I- in costume? You did. What kind of costume? When was this? Western wear, maybe? Fuck out of here. Where was I going? West- oh! 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 Um, Hannah's, uh, Hannah's, like, family birthday party in Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah's family has, like, a themed a themed birthday party once a year and long uh, out on Long Island, and that's where I was. Long Island. Go. Long Island. Long Island. But it's not that Long Island because it's, um... Long Island. It's Long, it's long Beach, which is down by uh, Jones yeah, Beach. No, it's not, not like, yeah. real Long Island. It's like it's definitely Hurricane Sandy, Long Island, but it's not real. Well, a lot of Long Island got hit by. I think Musto's parents live there, and they had a they have like a backup generator that kicked on, and yeah. you know. Oh, Hannah's parents were fucked. They are they are the first house. I mean, like ocean, sand, Hannah's parents' house. So like they had four feet of water like through their through their whole main level of their house. Like their house was completely fucked. Like it's oh there's a God. there's a big dune. You know, it's uh, um, you know, it's like a big sand dune that they make specifically so that most of the time the water doesn't right. come over that. But you know, if you saw the pictures, that. you know how fucked it was. Yeah, they didn't have power for uh, I think the six or eight days, or I mean, it was, and they like stayed, like they lived in the upper two floors of their house with like no power, like it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, their neighbors have a house that was on stilts uh, already. And so they were able to like go shower at their neighbors and stuff. But it was fuck. We were just in in Florida, the Gulf Coast of Florida, which, I mean, I'm sure in other parts of the country it was a major, 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 major news story. But here in L.A., it totally got lost in the fucking cycle. Um, like Hurricane Michael through yeah. Panama City and shit. Panama City was like, <laughs> did we ever? Did we talk about the thought process of Panama City, Zach? We did not. Okay, here's so here's here's a confession. Like. I, you know, I'm 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 okay enough in myself to 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 admit when I don't know something. Like, not everyone can do that. I I wanted to like we we had to add a few miles on this drive from Atlanta to um, Orlando. So Tampa. we had to, we had to add a few miles. So we're like, okay, let's go let's go a little west and then kick it back. You know, just to add some miles. So like, where should we go? We're looking at a map. We're like Panama City. It's like, is this spring break? Like it might be. Like this could be fun. We're trying to book hotels in Panama City, and uh, Zach, you're broadcasting the home screen, and uh, <laughs> we're trying to book a, and all the hotels. Zach's like, all these hotels are full. I don't know. It's like, man, Panama City must be popping off. The spring break, it's, like a, it's, it's all a spring full. break destination. There's a senior frogs and stuff, and we're like, man, I guess it just filled up. We go, we're, I'm driving. He's driving. I'm on the computer, tethered, like googling spring break months, and it does start the week we're driving. Yeah, we're like, oh, man, this time, this place must be going. And like, nuts. oh my god, you can only book hotels like 20, 30 miles outside of town. And then we got there, and we realized why that was, and it's because they're all gone. Everything's gone. It's it's a it's a pile of rubble. It's fucking Hiroshima. It's really. Like horrible, horrible to see. I mean, we we got there and there were like I'm pulling it up on the screen, but there were, there were trees that were just broken in half, like an entire Wait, grove pull, of trees. 
that was br- like this whole thing. Just there are numerous of these numerous forests like this that look like that. I actually think because I'm driving, my Instagram pictures don't really do the destruction justice because like I did, I like there was some fucking like just neighborhoods that were vanished. I mean, it was it was absolutely brutal. They said sixty percent of. Um, buildings got knocked down like this used to be a house on these stilts there was a house here and all all around him to the right are like flat platform go to the go to the next picture over the one picture over that like that was a neighborhood that was a whole neighborhood completely gone i buy that have you been have you been in a hurricane before um, I've been in like little ones i've never been in a big a big one yeah hurricane ike that was a big one. That was a big one. I, Where was that? In Houston. Uh, oh, the Houston one. That's the one. Didn't I think? Uh, I think Hennessy lost his house. I think John. Not a, not a friend of yours, but I think John. No, has, John. Oh, I, was he a friend of yours? We're we're cool. You're okay. We're now? cool now. We're cool now. Yeah, he wasn't before. We're cool now. All right, I think um, he lost his house in that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. It's that that. I mean, it is scary. We were actually. I li- we lived in Houston. My wife and I lived in Houston. Uh, in the city, and we went up to my parents' house uh, up in the suburbs to get further inland away from the hurricane, and nothing happened to our apartment, and two <laughs> two trees fell in the house we were staying at, oh, fuck. <laughs> including oh, no. into the garage. We go into the garage, and like we, we heard the first tree, but it was the middle of the night, because for some reason, and I've been in two two pretty bad hurricanes and both times they hit at night and so we heard the first tree hit the house and we're like okay the, the roof got hit That's but it, there was, nothing was leaking everything was fine and then we heard a second crash but we couldn't we like walked around and we couldn't figure out what it was and then we went into the garage and there's just water dumping oh. into the cars and then my dad like just trying to climb into into the there's like <laughs> a crawl space up yeah, there yeah up into the attic because there's no basements and he crawls into the attic and then he's like I think I got it he's just like trying to put like a tar up and then he just comes flying through the drywall and lands on his back. Oh my no. god! Yeah, he was. I mean, he didn't feel great after that, but he was He's okay. Right. But he, we didn't have power for like six or seven days, which was great. That's so the he, real problem. He got to man. not shower and then feel gross. <clears throat> yeah, the power. The storm's bad. The the lack of power is the lack of power is a real problem. The first meal I had, warm meal I had after that, after five days of eating like peanut butter and jelly and tuna and, and stuff like that, was like just like somebody's just like spaghetti and just like sauce out of a can and I was like this is the best food I've ever had in my life I can imagine that's probably super super shitty yeah well good to have you start that one on a pretty fucking grim note but (laughs) here, here we is it's appropriate. Oh, my God. If this were a blog post, would be like, what car would you escape a hurricane with? Is that where we just were at? No, this is Hurricane Ike Aftermath. Oh, wow. That's fucking bad. But that, that road is the, like, that's not, that's Ike, not Michael, but that road with what used to be houses all around it and now nothing is basically the road, it might as well have been where we were driving for Panama City as well. It was just completely gone. Yeah, so, so if you're feeling, feeling charitable, look up uh, Panama City Beach uh, Hurricane Relief. I talked to, uh, I, I talked to, um... Dave, uh, puppy knuckles about, and he, he thinks that we can have an image. We have to talk because technically, Road and Track paid him to shoot them, and they that means they own the images. But if it's for charity, we might be able to figure out some kind of a cool poster. Then we can, I don't know who the hell we donate money to. We'd figure out somebody. I'm but sure somebody needs it. Some oh shit, people need it, man. And they and and we're doing a we're doing another poster for um fire here in, in Malibu, as well. So that's awesome. The world is uh, fighting back. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. The world is sick of our shit and is definitely fighting back. It's like so. sending antibodies, like inflammation. Yeah. Um, what's uh, So what's your fucking, after what, three years of Jalopnik? How many years running Jalopnik? Uh, I was, 
I was editor in chief for three years, yeah, but I was right. sort of quasi managing editor and news editor. I was, I mean, I was at the company for I was doing at Jalopnik, just Jalopnik for seven years, and I did two years sort of at, at, as like an overarching editor for all of Gawker Gizmodo Media uh, um, before Hulk Hogan took us down. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Univision. Yeah, and then Univision bought us, which was uh, arguably worse. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it was fun. But. Um, no, but I just mean like, uh, what's the, your your gig title now? I mean, I know you're doing production with uh, with JF and Drive and Proving Grounds, but what's the actual title? Because I don't fucking know. So I'm cr- I, I'm now creative senior creative producer. That sounds made up. It is made up. It, it doesn't <laughs> mean anything. What are you? What are, I, what are you, Zach? Uh, supervising producer, but it depends on the project. Yeah. So that that was my title for Drive on ABC Sports, and then if it's you know Proving Grounds, I'm like your assistant director. Uh, assistant, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I you got, that in the spreadsheet, assistant director is usually the loud one. The director is usually oh, the right. quiet one, and the assistant director is the loud one. Like when I got on a real TV set for the first time, like a big fucking set, I thought the assistant director was the director, and vice versa. And I made a real fucking ass of myself at the fucking after party of that, <laughs> of that shoot. You're like, oh, director, like assistant director, huh? Like director, like fuck, shit. We, well, on big, on big shoots, the AD basically keeps everything on schedule and it's their job to like yeah. yell at everybody but the director doesn't want to, like they have the vision and the AD just is almost like uh, cracking the whip. Yeah, but for that show, for Proving Grounds, I'm, I'm the showrunner. Usually is, that's good. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's that's the top. That's I mean, the, usually the top. To Matt's credit, he no one really knows what a showrunner does in real Hollywood. I've like, asked like ten Hollywood room. people to explain to me what it is a showrunner actually fucking does, and they're just like, "You just organize that person." I was like, "I thought the the pr- executive producer did that." Like, no, no, no. The executive producer just writes the checks. The showrunner does what everyone thinks the executive producer does. Like, okay, that sounds right. I think that's correct. But that couldn't. I couldn't get a list of things though. When I tried. It's like, you know, calls and things. Well, like like Greg Fitzsimmons, you know, he's a stand-up comedian. He has been hired and worked as a showrunner on multiple sitcoms. And so they bring him in. Like, he knows how to write TV. He knows how to help shoot TV. And so he's like... He's the he's overseeing all the writers and making sure that, that the vision is getting executed well with the director and stuff. Oh, there you but go. There's, there's a lot of different jobs. Yeah, but, yeah. But Matt, it's your job to make sure this is actually funny. Yes, <laughs> he's part of that. And Matt, Matt, you you know he helped create the Proving Grounds show, and you write. You found you wrote the flow of all the episodes and the structure of all the episodes, and like all you came up with. Well, that's significant. The, it's very significant. It is. Uh, he did a lot of fucking work on it. How significant? It was significant, and then and then Zach and How Sam many times can we say Parker come in and make it really funny. So um, it was fun. Yeah, it was. It, Proving Grounds was great, uh, and it's great to work on. And I think we it, literally we had like we have like a social media policy. I'm like, all right, guys, we're not. We can take pictures that we're out in the desert, etc. But like, we're not going to say that we're doing a second season of Proving Grounds. And then Parker lands and then posts on Instagram a picture of where we are and goes, Proving Ground Season 2, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So I don't think that it's a secret that we are shooting a second. I think you guys need to be on the same page here. Yeah. Someone's not. Parker just is very excited about everything, and he's really good at Instagram, and you know he's live updating like what snack he's eating at the airport all the time. Uh, So he just gets a little bit exuberant. Uh, the show looks like a fun time. I mean, the first season was was rad. It was cool. I like the 80s vibe. It's fun. My friend's all in it, doing silly things in cars. It's pretty it's much what fun. it is. Yeah. You know, there's like a structure of 
for people that haven't seen it, uh, well, you should explain. You 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 built the thing. What am I we saying? We built the thing. We uh, I will say this: it's like a camp atmosphere because you know it's out of Chuck Wallace where we shoot it, and we live out there, and we don't leave the track because there's nowhere to go. There's literally it's in the middle of the Mojave Desert, right? So there's not there's nothing for an Do hour. Do you No, they have cabins out there now. Oh, they and, have cabins. Yeah. Are they decent? Yeah. Oh, it's actually really nice. Now that they're bolted to the foundation, they're even better because really? some of them blew over in a windstorm six here, months really? ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the guy, the guy. Oh, that, mental note: uh, nail down your cabins. And, and to be clear, the guy that did that installed those was fired, and the people that run that camp are super nice and cool. And they watched. They just looked across the way and were like, "Oh shit!" So, <laughs> anybody in them? No. <laughs> Nobody was hurt. Um, but so so Zach and I it, like share a cabin, and we realized because of the shooting schedule, we'll have spent. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Spanchik pointed this out. We'll have spent a month of the last year in that living cabin? together in that cabin in the desert. Wow. And so um, uh, it is camp for us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the basic premise of the show is like, we have a race Wow, track. look at that. Is that the cabin? Yeah, look at, look at all oh, those, look cabins. those cabins. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it only... Um you know, slightly resembles an internment camp. I mean, it's not. No, it's like it smells like wood because they're really freshly I'm built. Kidding. And <laughs> the, nice. the nearest hotel is an hour away. No, yeah, yeah. As far as racetrack cabins go, I will rather than drive anywhere. Once you're at Chuck, Chuck Wall is such a great track to drive, but oh. it's so fucking far in the middle of nowhere. But that's that's the. I mean, no other place in the world would let us get away with what we do on proving grounds. There's no other track because we've shot it. I mean, between That's all of true. us, we've Safety's shot at everyone. Must come third. <laughs> I mean, they just—they're—they're—they. We've built trust with them because we've worked with them a lot. We've we've shot there before. They know. They it, we'll, we'll tell if we're gonna do anything crazy. We we tell them, and they're just like, okay, you think you can do it? And we explain how we're gonna do it, and we do it. And you know, for the most part, or we just do it, and then they hope we hope they don't notice. Yeah. Um, and it's it's great. It's so far in the middle of nowhere, they don't actually get cable, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's nuts. I mean, we get a, we get away with a lot, and this season even more of just like okay, well, like I, I like at the end of this this last shoot that we did, I like called them and I was like, hey, I know there's a lot of rubber here on this part of the track, and we did this, we did that, <laughs> and we had we had a few, and I'm like, is this should we move this, whatever? And they're like, no, it's fine, we don't care, you're good. And so I, it's it's great. So I mean, the show is just basically um, Efren from uh, a buddy of ours from Mazda was just like, as he was trying to explain it to like the people. Uh, up at his company that so he could access to something he was just like it's like they gave like a bunch of teenagers like access to cars and a track and just let them go nuts and that's that's basically it there's not there's not a plot to the show really no that's true it's pretty just simple come up with silly car games and then execute them most of the ba- time <laughs> try to <laughs> attempt to execute them yeah and we built an obstacle course and we run every car through the obstacle course and uh, you know we see we see how it goes and I think the exciting thing about the show is just watching how different cars approach the obstacles like because there's parallel parking there's speed bumps and so uh, a, a Polaris Razor Turbo and a Subaru WRX go around the track at the exact same time okay they, they at the exact same time but they do not go around the track in the same the way same way yeah, the, yeah. The, the turbo the Polaris is just sideways and bendy and weird the whole time I feel, the like, WRX is real I feel flat. like my 911 would probably do very well it would. The safari would probably do well, except if you hit the parallel park, those fucking mirrors. Although if Lee See, is driving it, though, he can probably drive with those stupid mirrors. He's gotten very good at parallel. He's gotten parking. good at parallel parking. He with those does mirrors. all the hot laps, but it. But like, <clears throat> like he said, your car would you know make up time on speed bumps because it probably wouldn't slow down at all. No, versus you go like flat. Yeah, a new GT three slows down a whole. You could lot. also probably cut entire corners on the racetrack by going through dirt. We we do have a dirt shortcut. 
that uh, you can't cut corners on all the corners, but you can cut one of them and take the dirty shortcut, which is like silty. And what's and so it, what's it, what's it work? If you, is it worth a lot of time if you do it? Actually, I actually have no idea. Well, well it's, it's hard to say. Because it would be a little fucked up. How sadistic would it be if you made a dirt shortcut that actually took longer <laughs> to get through them? It's definitely it's a much shorter distance, but to go, like, one, you're losing traction there because it's silty. Two, mo- you know, not every vehicle could go through there. Like, yeah. if you drove a normal 911 there, you're getting stuck immediately. No, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. The only thing I saw from the, I remember, is the, the fire truck thing or whatever gets driven through the it. Off-road fire truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. The, oh, one of my favorite cars I've ever driven is the <laughs> off-road fire truck. Well, and how, yeah, do you, how do you not love there. that? Oh, and it drifted out of it too because it's got oh yeah i mean it was do you know what i'm going to drive in two weeks i don't i'm going to minnesota to drive a sherp do you know what a sherp is oh yeah a sherp is a russian off-road vehicle isn't it in fast and furious isn't that a sherp no i don't believe it is the night oh you're driving this no i'm you're thinking of the night conquest is what what is what the rock drives. This is a Sherp. Oh, this thing shit. floats. It floats. Yes, the Sherp is an ATV. It's hard to get a sense of scale. It's about the size of a minivan. The cat. The cab yeah. is about the size of a minivan. Okay. Okay. And it has gigantic <laughs> fucking tires. It has gigantic tires that are wow significant. It floats. That's and so it has like a fucking nuclear reactor for a heater. It has crazy differentials, and you drive it like a tank, right? And it is apparently fully, fully unstoppable. Like they drove one across Russia without using roads. Russia, not That's even America. So cool. They drove one across Russia. Like you can drive up a uh, apparently a, a one meter wall. You can just drive up. And so, and you can also drive it. I like this picture here. What we're going to do in Minnesota is drive it in frozen lakes and bust through the fucking ice, and then like it floats. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> I hope they have a drone for you to get footage. Well, of that Travis is great. going to send a shooter, and I requested droney shooter. It has forty-four horsepower. Yeah, I know. It's it only goes twenty-eight miles an hour, and I, that's why I said I think is it street legal? And they said like, yeah, in Montana, if you put some like special lights on it. You can make it street legal, but it only goes like 30. So you really like, but it's not expensive. Like it's $125,000. Like I I realize that that's a lot of money, but consider that a decent stock Jeep Wrangler is 55 grand out the door. And, you know, consider like what people do to like build some crazy like King of the, I want to run a stock one of these in King of the Hammers. Yeah. Oh man. Like and just go nice and slow, but just right up fucking everything. That would be it'd be interesting because <laughs> there's some places where you'd have to go over some really big rocks. You'd be so slow, mm. and you would definitely roll down the hill in some spots. But it'd be pretty cool. Actually, no, it's it's smaller than it looks. The proportions are weird. We gotta yeah. see. You gotta see if you can find a picture of it. Like, there's a guy. Okay. So there's a guy in the cab there. So you can kind of see. Apparently, it sleeps four. Like the basic, the basic Dude. cabin has four like bunks in it. But he said, you know, once you buy one, you know, it has a basic, just like kind of an open van back, and you can, um, you know, outfit it however you want. Dude, look how soft the tires are. They're wrinkling. Yeah. On, this, on a sand dune. I think it might have central tire inflation. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Um, it, I, I like. <laughs> it looks so funny, dude. This guy called me and he was like, "Do you want to come out here?" It took me three seconds to say yes. Yes. This is the coolest thing ever. Their video, their promotional video, was incredible. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and uh, you know it has a it has like a full on heater. Like you can use the engine heater to heat the cabin because it's going to be like twenty below in Minnesota, right? So you can use the engine heater to heat the cabin, or it has a full on like auxiliary heater. I swear the dude said it was turbine powered, like. I, I swear that's what I heard the guy say, but I don't hold me sure, to why it. Not? Wait, it drives like a tank. You're saying it has two controls, two one for the left and yep. the lever. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Full, fully tanked. No suspension, right? I mean, the tires I apparently have suspension. Look at the tire wrinkling right there. No suspension. Now, that's an interesting thought. I It must um, have a suspension. What kind of off-road vehicle would have no suspension? That doesn't make sense. It's I mean, it's got to have some kind of spring. But it, it just it doesn't. Yeah, it, maybe it does. I'm, I'm, it doesn't look like you can get... It looks like the whole vehicle articulates as opposed to, like, axles, but... Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. I'm trying to... I don't their know. Their website is working well, very slowly. Yeah, it's from Russia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know. We're, I'm going to find out everything there is to know about this fucking thing. We should try and get one. It only goes 28, though. Yeah. But there must be something fun you can do with it, even at... I mean, you can crush car. You can run over cars and shit with it. You could drive over another car. So for proving grounds, one thing that I do want to do is we have the parallel parking. A lot of our challenges are built out of either jersey barriers or, or, or cardboard boxes mm. that we're constantly putting back up. Um, although we've gotten better at it, and I do just want to like, well, I'll say this: Sam Smith did plow through. Uh, uh, we have a chicane; we call it Goodwood, so it's a model after the Goodwood chicane. Uh-huh. But instead of out of hay bales, we build it out of, of white boxes because we don't want to, you know, destroy cars. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, Sam just wasn't Sam Smith's one of the hosts of the show, and obviously a great journalist. And he just was; he just like his brain turned off for a second, and he just plowed a Buick straight through them, and they went up into the air. And I mean, at least exploded. it was only a Buick, I guess. Yeah. It was only a Buick, and it was only cardboard boxes. Sam yeah. is really bad at sleeping. Like before any job, yeah. he gets super that? nervous and stuff, and he doesn't sleep. Well. So he shows up on three hours of sleep and, and just has chugs like nineteen coffee, cups of coffee. And this is like yeah. five p.m. and you know who knows? Yeah, because you know he's a very good driver, but not in that moment. No, he's he's a great driver and a great writer, but he he you know when driving fast, you know, and talking at the same time is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very it's a very hard thing to do. Most people just can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Sam can do it most of the time, like when he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <yep>. big difference. <laughs> Me too. If I, I, you know, if I can, I can summon ten minutes to make it happen. If I'm hungover, otherwise I'm fine. But if, if I'm hungover, you don't want me doing it. It's not good. It's not good at all. We all slow down a little bit, speaking wise and driving wise. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, where else were we? Proving grounds. Off-road fire truck. That sounds fucking cool. It's fun. Sherpa looks amazing. I'm gonna try to get that if we forget, you know, another season. Um, a lot of the shows also just like what are things that I would like to drive. Totally. Showrunner means that I get the first call to see what cars we have in the show. Yeah. And so it's just like I would like to drive that. I would like to drive that. I would like to drive that. And generally, I think my tastes run pretty. What not always. Of, that's pretty off-road normal. fire. Pull that over, Zach. That rules. I would love. It's a. It's a. It's a brush truck. That's what they yeah. call them. Is that? I mean, it's a obviously that's a some kind of Chrysler chassis cab. Oh, is it a Ford? Oh, there's the six by six. They they do both. Sorry, the first picture was a Dodge, right? I didn't. I wasn't. Yeah, just they, seeing they do shit. both. Yeah, okay, yeah. they do both. It depends on what model you're getting, but basically, you know, the the vehicles that we've seen before doing trail maintenance that carry like twelve people and drive up the trail. Yeah, those things cost like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and so they wanted to make something for Forest Service that's 
of, I mean, it's still $100,000 or something like that, but it's like a third the price of what yeah. they're charging. And it's got more ground clearance and more articulation. It just drives like a truck. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like a normal person could get in it and drive it. You don't need like a class A or whatever. No, yeah, completely. Yeah. It, it drives like a big pickup truck. You, yeah. I mean, if the water tank or in the foam tanks are full, like there's a sign, I think, that said, center of gravity different than stock vehicle. <laughs> like foam tanks are full. Yeah, Larry and I, when we had our van, I don't know, I think Larry still has the van. Um, this big, you know, Ford van that we bought as a mobile detailing truck, and Larry installed like a 200 gallon water tank in the back. And if the tank was completely empty or the tank was completely full, it was okay. But if the tank was half full Ooh. and you were fucking maneuvering, it would slosh, and it was like an aftershock. Like if you had to make a evasive maneuver, the tank would slosh, slosh in the back, and it was like. Wait, was the tank over the rear axle? The tank was uh, sort of. It was like a like yeah yeah roughly. It was like mid rear, <laughs> but like yeah roughly over the axle. I think it was in just in front of the rear axle, but still in the back, but in the back twenty five percent of the car. It wasn't all the way at the back. It was in the probably the the it would be at like the sixty yard line. Okay, all right, <laughs> mid, mid engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah mid engine yeah, van. Yeah, yeah. the se- the center of mass was a little fucking wonky. It seems very dangerous. Slosh the fuck around. It was a little weird. Like yeah. you could you could dodge a car on the highway and then hit a different one. Because yeah, the, no. The water After moved. a while, we realized that you you know you really had to drive it either empty or full. Otherwise, it was it was a little sketchy. <laughs> Oh, dude! You should definitely tell you what you should definitely get is one of those mil spec Hummers. I just had to go in. How was that? Fucking awesome! Really? Yeah, I was so. You should have seen me going up there with Timmy too. When I went up to drive this thing, they, you know, the the their PR guy asked me to to if I wanted to have a go, and I used to have a Hummer, and my Hummer was such a fucking hunk of shit, and all Hummers are hunks. They're of terrible, shit. yeah. And these guys, uh, you know, I and I was like, there's no way this is gonna be any good. And um, I mean, look, it's still a Hummer. They haven't, they haven't, you know, totally transformed it, but they do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to it. Um, and I actually think that get their, I think their turnkey price of two hundred and ten thousand dollars is actually reasonable for what you get. You get a fucking thousand pound of torque Duramax. Um, you get a new transfer case where you can put it in rear wheel drive. Uh, so nice. you no Hummers ever stock Hummers could ever go into rear wheel drive. This one can, and they changed the steering system, so it's like a lot better. It's like almost as good as what Icon uses. Not quite. Icon has the uh, has magic steering. I don't know how they do that, but like this is pretty close. And uh, they beast the fuck out of these things. They really do a, a really really nice job. And me and Timmy went out and had just had the best time. We beat the fucking balls off this truck. If anyone out there buys number five, that's the interior. If anyone out there buys number five, I beat the piss out of it. But I had a really good time and it worked. Did you go climb all the stuff in Hungry Valley? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't like push it in terms of like, can it climb this? Can it climb this? Because it's not these guys' goal wasn't to say, well, if the stock Hummer can get over a three foot barrier, we needed to get over a four foot barrier. That's not what it was about. It was literally about unshitboxing it, which. Um, they told me everything they did, and it seems very hard. Um, that I mean, if you if you ever seen a picture, Zach's got a picture up of, the, of their interior. If you've ever seen the picture of the standard Hummer interior, it's gone. They completely remove it. It's all injection molded 
plastic and shit from GM. They take out the whole interior and remake the entire thing. So it has more leg room. It has more shoulder room. Um, you know, it's a basic interior in the same sense that a, that an Icon truck's interior is basic, but the, the materials were nice. And um, Look at that trans tunnel. Wow. Tra- yeah. yeah. And they've, they've shrunk it. They sh- that's the smallest possible cover they could put on it with um the the gm one was actually bigger um it's like a dinner table between driver and passenger (laughs) seat dude it's so wide but they also has like electric air conditioning and has dual front and rear you know units and it has like a better heater it has a a uh, 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 a what do you call it uh fucking a heated windshield um, you know, it has inverters and a compressor and, you know, they, they, I think, uh, honestly, I think they're great guys. I think they're selling a good, honest product. And I think they were very thoughtful about how they, uh, executed it. And the one they brought me to drive, like they literally take it apart to the frame rails to nothing and they upgrade every part. But, uh, but like the one they brought me, like didn't have a bunch of chotch and shit on it. Like you can get it with all that like stuff bolted on it, but they were like, no, we just wanted to give you kind of a basic one, and and um, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet. Like if you don't like Hummers, it's not gonna it won't turn sway you. you but it if won't you sway like you. Them, but if you like the idea right. of a Hummer, because like if you think about it, like an Alpha, a decent Alpha, is one hundred fifty thousand dollars right now, and that's the best a Hummer's gonna get. And this is better than an Alpha. So there you go. And more streetable, rear wheel drive. Yeah, can... they doubled the stock Hummer's fuel economy because they start with a 1995 to 98 Hummer. And so with this powertrain and the two wheel drive option on the transfer case, they double the fuel economy. Uh, they take 200 pounds out of it. Um, they make a lot of significant improvements. What on the, cool. like? What's it like? You can get like you can do like seventy on the highway and you're okay. Dude, I I made them chase me back to the office. I didn't drive it on the highway. Okay. But I but I know how they were, and I was in my Mercedes coming back from Hungry Valley, and I was maintaining, allegedly, 85, 85 to 90 on the highway, and he was keeping up. That, Zachary, is a drift Hummer. What? Oh, And it exists, why? and it has the same powertrain as the other one. It's rear-wheel drive, and it's on... Uh, a street, a more street suspension and street wheels and tires, and it and it drifts. I mean, and they said why? I can have a go. We, if we want to go to Detroit, we can go to M1 Concourse and drive oh, that yeah. on the drifts on the drift circuit if we want. You go there in Detroit Speed. Yeah, yeah. And just make it, well, make Detroit it. Speed's not in Detroit. Detroit Speed's in Mooresville, North Carolina, home of NASCAR. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> they're awesome too. They are. I'll amazing. go see Kyle and Stacy Tucker any day. But um, drift. Oh, here it is. Yeah, drift Hummer. That's this was great. it before they put the other wheels on it. <laughs> it looks it looks way smaller. It, well, is, so, is that huh? That's a drift Hummer. That's it. That's yeah. a regular Hummer. It is, okay, far away. It looked really it's, tiny. Yeah, they started with a military one for drift Hummer. So it's got the like, cloth doors and like that's what the standard interior looks like. It's fucking garbage. What a weird idea. But yeah, it makes sense. People are buying them, driving around, and, and they suck. So And so, you know, they know that like you know, no one's expecting anyone to daily drive a fucking Hummer, but like, you know, most people have them as like their fifth car at their giant like Montana estate or whatever. And like because of that, they um uh they do all the marine stuff, the battery cut off and all the marine fittings. Like they're just it's they make it so it's okay if it sits for a couple months at a time. So I just think nice. um, I think they were thoughtful about it. Yeah. So I think it's a you know if you're not into Hummers, it's not going to sway you. But 
if you are like, oh, I like those, but they were complete shit boxes. Like, here's one that it actually isn't. And I, there's a video coming out. Too. I appreciate the non shit boxing of cars. Like, cause so you you hard. had a DM you had a DMC stage yeah. two DeLorean where they because yeah. I've driven one of those cars. So like yeah. a, a regular DeLorean is a terrible car, yeah. and then DMC one is is like a like a like a it becomes a, a little bit closer to what I, the original vision of the car was. Yeah, totally. And it it was. It's really hard to unshitbox one of those too. It took a lot of money to do that. In my, with my Mustang, it was actually like not possible. Like it would have been, it would have been a two hundred thousand dollar car. Like unshitboxing is very, very hard. It's very hard. So, so props to those guys for doing it. I, for those of you who were here last episode, I'm sorry you got to hear twenty minutes about those things twice. But I, I bet you they'd be fucking super stoked to come out to proving grounds and let Lee just hammer the snot out of that. Those guys would be about that shit. They were super stoked. When I took this that thing out and was like doing donuts in front of them, they were like, Woo! They're fucking cowboys. That's very good. That means it's built, it'll be fine. Yeah. It was it was very good. There's some there's some tuning companies where they're like, Okay, you just can't do XYZ and you're like, Okay, well why? No, they said I could have it for a week if I wanted, but I don't I'd I literally it would take up all four parking spaces (laughs) in my garage. I couldn't fit it in the garage unless I kicked out every other car. It's so silly. Not worth it. There's some bro who probably sells Herbalife or whatever who has a black nineties non alpha Hummer that he rolls around New Rochelle. And just I just see him driving up and down the the streets in New Rochelle in this black Hummer, and I'm like, what is, is wrong a, with is you? Is it a wagon by any chance? Uh, it is. If it is. It might have been my old one. Really? Uh, mine was a black 2001 H1 wagon with really dark tints on it. Oh my God, your car it might have been be a mine. New row. It could yeah. easily have been that mine. New row. It. Yeah. So, uh, oh wait, uh, I want to see if uh, third row, second from the left. That is exactly what my truck looked like take off the fog lights from the roof yeah this has led it was well i I mean i haven't seen it in a while but basically that's what mine was it's the the i did think the wagon was the best there's actually quite a lot of room back there did you just have the super bumper it didn't have the brush guard on it either. Why? It had, it had, mine had a uh, it had a regular brush guard, but not one that like it didn't go up the hood like gonna, that. Oh, pull say. up that interior on the bottom right, just so those who are watching like that. <laughs> look at that fucking injection molded garbage. Like, there's so much extra shit. There's a lot going on. There's here. a there's so much going on. Like, you see how here. low the dashboard goes. Like, your knees would smash into that. The parking brake handle on on the right would hit your right knee. Like. The whole that whole assembly of plastic around the shifter would go right into your right leg, and so it was super uncomfortable. So the mill spec guys, by removing all of that, created a, a cabin that had a lot more um, uh, a room in it. So that was nice. Yeah, see if you can pull up the 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 driver's side again. There, yeah. See that? See how much less uh, like material? Pull that over. Uh, um, there we go for the audience. So there's the stock Hummer, and then you see how much less like extra bullshit material there is down there. It makes a big difference. Well, I mean, look at the steering wheel. You just look <laughs> at the eye line. Like they, they they took off three inches from this HVAC you know conduit for all the air. Which wow, what a mess. There's just a lot <laughs> happening in there. There's a lot going on. That one, that tan awful one, is exactly what mine looked like. Oh, fucking brings me back. I mean, it looks like an airplane cockpit, but this car really does like four things. So I don't understand why there's like. I mean, it, I guess you can what you can inflate and deflate the tires, right? It's got the central air inflation. Yeah. HVAC. So Millspec does not use the central tire inflation system. They, I was just really disappointed when they told me that. Like CTIS is sort of a trademark of Hummer. Yeah. 
and I was disappointed when they said that they don't use it. And they said that they they tried and tried and tried all these different suppliers, all these different fit. They tried everything they could think of. They just couldn't get it to work reliably. And I, mine fucking didn't work right when I had mine. And they said they even bought a, a, a Mercedes 6x6 to benchmark their thing. And they said it, it failed twice on the 6x6. I believe so that. Like, they said, you know what? People don't really use it very often, and instead, we just have a really diesel air compressor and a 50-foot hose, and most people are happy with that. So They said if you really want it, we'll leave it in the donor truck, like that we'll leave it installed, but he's like, nobody does. So, all right, cool, whatever. I mean, that that is an incredibly complex thing to engineer and to try to make it last all the time. I mean, here's some others. On like buses that have they run ex is this well, how the Hummer a, works? It runs an external. Fuck no, hose? it's no. in no, the hub. No, 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 it yeah, goes in. Yeah, it so goes in through the hub. It, it, that seems like a something that's not. So look, last I had long. I had it. I it was working when I bought my truck. Within the first month, a fitting failed. And here's how you know it's failed, by the way, because you come out to go to work in the morning and your truck is sitting on the fucking hubs <laughs> and you think someone has slashed all four of your tires. And if if one fitting goes, the whole system goes. Because you know, it has to be tight. It has to be airtight the whole way around. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> if you get one flat tire, it'll deflate the whole other three. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. I wouldn't want right. that either. And so each wheel has a manual CTIS disconnect. You take off the hubcap, and then there's a pin. You pull out, turn it, and close it back in, and that seals off that wheel from the CTIS system. And so you can, if you want, disconnect all four wheels, and now you just have normal wheels. I think that's the way to go. That's what I did. Yeah, that's probably the smart. Yeah, yeah. No, I I would just, (laughs) I I like their external compressor move. That way it makes way more sense. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have to warranty that kind of a system. Um, So, as far as fucking proving grounds go... yeah, I'm just going to ask for your, cars from you. I'm just going to be like, what? Oh, I, I get, dude, you know, I, I've stopped driving normal cars. I only drive, I'm like Torchinsky yes. now. I oh only drive God. the weirdest shit. Um, but what is, uh, what others, what's some other stuff on your, on your, your dream cars list for, uh, for proving grounds? Ooh. Do you want like well-rounded stuff or do you want cars that are going to have trouble with these obstacles? I just want weird things. Mm. I, I just want, I want um, a stair car. For oh yeah, sure. airport stair car, airport yeah, stair yeah. car, one hundred percent. Because of the weight, I, I did want a crash fire truck, the Oshkosh airport fire trucks, the uh-huh. Strikers, um, uh, because I've been in one of those and that thing's awesome. But it might weigh too much for the track. Oh so yeah, those are it, would, it would really mess the yeah. track up. Yeah, there's probably a weight limit for a racetrack asphalt, actually, right? There is, and, uh, and I wonder if the. I guess if that little fire truck, what's the fire truck weigh? No, the fire truck's not that much. I think the fire truck's I don't know, six to ten thousand pounds. Yeah, I think ten on the, the that big. is a that's a beast. I like that very much. A striker. I might we might do a story for a. We'll talk. Hopefully, we'll talk about Apex because um, it's part of the reason I came over here. Oh, we should talk about Apex. But uh, the the I, I want to do a story on that. That didn't has not worked out. Um, I want to do an ambulance just uh-huh. to see what it would be like and yeah. all the stuff flying in the back. Um, I want to do. I'm like you. I want to do weird stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. fun to get. It's interesting to you see. You got to get Bothwell to get a Model T out there for fun. Right, oh, that'd be a couple so minutes. Or, or like, yeah. huh? It'd be several minute laps. So yeah, long. but that would be fun. Or have him bring out one of them like pre-war shits, like that let would him be fucking the- mob a Bugatti Type Thirty Five because you could probably get some dirt. You could probably drive that through dirt. That might make it because of the tires. it would because yeah, the tires and the positive camber and all that shit. A Bugatti Type Thirty Five, I think, would make it through the dirt shortcut. For I sure. would. I would love to put a Thirty Five through the dirt. The Someone su- would give could, us one. You know what? He could all. He could probably bring out the the uh, the Super T uh, race car. 
He's got a Model T race car that goes like 75 miles an hour. That would be bad. This would get stuck, I think. You don't think that would make it through some silt? I don't think it. I yeah, think well, I mean, there, there's, it gets close. deeper. Close. So it would, I think it would high <laughs> center. Gets, yeah. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But the ra the racing T would make it probably because those are much taller. Yeah, the Model T's on, on big ass rims. Uh, it's got some big old tires. Yeah, Matt likes really weird cars. When we talk about like what we want to get or like buy, and, yeah. and you just throw out like 1978 Volvo, you know, whatever the hell, or I don't know, you come up with some really obscure things. Yeah, I mean, I, I you like want a Volvo 780 Burton like the rest of us. I of mean, course, I almost bought one. I almost bought one. I went, I went to the guy. I had cash pleasure. in my pocket, and then it just he was like, "Well, it stopped running today," and I was like, "No," because I want a turbo, but this guy had the one that has a PRV V6, yeah, the same yeah. V6 that's in the DeLorean. Yeah, and I, I, and I was just like, "Oh, I love the way it looks, but I can't, I can't pull the trigger on a. P I'm, I'm only gonna get a Burton if it's Look got that. the turbo." Isn't that lovely? I actually, I think that is a really good looking car, and I would, I think if I was gonna do an LS swapped Volvo, this is the one I would want. To do i know everyone wants the wagon and whatever but i think <laughs> you mean my car everybody wants my car dude i think the ls swap 780 is where it's at make it nice and quiet not a lot not a lot of exhaust if you block the front of this car from vision it looks like a uh e30 yeah it also looks like a maserati by turbo it has it looks like it looks like every european car of the late 80s yeah, it's per it's it's great. It's perfect. I love those wheels. I love everything about it. Yeah. My, my Volvo. I think we have a this picture of it. That's Matt's. Oh, that's you have mine. a two forty. Oh shit! Is that a classic? It's a two forty classic. No, it's not. It's a ninety three ruby red. And so I I wanted a classic, but I couldn't find one I could afford. But I found a ninety three ruby red. So it's got um, the oil squirter motor. It's got the um, uh, the GM built AC that doesn't actually break. Because oh. my second, this is my second two forty. Um, I had a 240. I, you know, I had a 240 I couldn't kill. I tried to kill and couldn't kill. An no. 85. I bought it for $265. Oh, it was glorious. 85 suits so got the quad rectangular headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah those good. are good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I had an 86 and it had the aquarium headlights, and the 93's got the aquarium style headlights. 240. Is it still nice to drive? I remember it being it's very nice. Great. Is it still yeah, good? Yeah, I mean, I put, I did, I put in slightly stiffer poly bushings in the front. Basically, anytime something breaks in the car, I just put in something slightly nicer. Uh -huh. So it's got the turbo exhaust, which is to say, like, at least one fewer resonator, like you know, little stuff here and there. And it's, it's not a it's turbo. Great. Is it a turbo? No, oh, it's okay. not. A it's just the NA. Um, is an auto or a, or a five speed? It's an auto. That's the thing. It's I found the car. I wanted the '93 and I wanted the ruby red one, and I couldn't afford a classic because there, there were just there were very few for sale, and people wanted like twelve thousand dollars. I just thought it was nonsense. Yeah. Now my next car though is probably going to be a two forty two coupe I manual turbo. That's, I understand. That's the car that I want. Yeah. The, what's the name of that awesome shop down in uh, San Diego, Zach? Member. We went to go film that dude Tony's Eclipse. We made the fake drug commercial about the Eclipse. We met him. Moments. We met him at a Volvo tuning shop in San Diego. Wait, Yoshi Fab? Yeah. Oh, Yoshi Fab. It Those guys Yoshi do great Fab. stuff. Yeah. And Those they guys made do really things. fast Volvos. Yeah. They like turbo the fuck out of those motors, right? Yeah, I mean they're 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 tough. You can get a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, that was yeah. them. Yoshi, Yoshi Fab. Fab. Yeah, in San Diego. If you got an old Volvo, call these guys. They were they had some dope projects going on I think down there. They still exist. Yeah, not just you got to get the IPD stuff too. No, I want to do um I want to do a Safari 242. Perfect. Diesel Love springs because if you get the diesel springs on the the diesel wagon springs on 242, um, you get another like inch. Oh, you really? And yeah, so okay. and so it's which is enough. And so, yeah, I mean, I tell Lee this because Lee's on the show and Lee just looks at me in, in, in his sort of Georgia way and it's like, uh-huh, cool, and then walks away from I me. mean, it's not <laughs> as good as a Safari 911, but I see the appeal fully. I got to put a kid into college, You yeah. should rally car everything. 
hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I think I think having cars do things that they're not supposed to do is more fun than doing Zach, like, give me a picture of a two four two rally car Volvo because it looks amazing. It, it's, it's such great. a beautiful rally car. Um one of the best press launch. Yes, look at that. The second from the left. Oh, oh that's oh. fire. The, the Swedish flag across the hood, the BBS wheels. That fucking rules. They ran a Marlboro one. There's a Marlboro livery 242, and it's perfect. I like it's that just very perfect. much. Yeah, no, that's a great shape as well. You don't. You want the turbo four in that, that right? Yeah, that's of the course. Really, that's the that's the way. That's to go. what everybody goes with. If you wanted to do a modern engine in one, is the LS really your your go to or three hundred twos? A lot of four, they, nah. that's the setup. No, I, I've had enough fucking Fox bodies. The three hundred two ain't that great. Coyote maybe, if you could fit it. Oh, the Nordica, the Nordica livery rules. As, I mean, as an engine, the the, the five zero is like it's okay. It's not but a it's great accessible, and it's around, and the mods are plentiful, and it's not expensive. Like I totally. If get I was going to spend the money it. to put a V eight into something, I would put an LS before I'd put a, a fucking three hundred two. But how much is a three hundred two versus an LS? Ah, the difference would be worth it. Having owned a lot of three hundred twos, the the difference is worth it because you, you pay do... the same you pay the same amount of money to physically get it in. The only difference True. is the cost of engine and, you know what I mean? And if, depending on if someone else makes mounting plates, like, I'm sure they make it for both now. But you could get yeah. a iron block LS for, like, nothing. And if True. you're running these diesel yeah. springs, that might work. True. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if I had unlimited money, like, because I'm weird, I would probably do, like, an EcoBoost 4. You don't have unlimited money? You work for television. I know, We right? both do. We are the least paid Wait, people on television. Is it just me? No, shit. I'm Why throw all my money on the helicopter? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. damn! I mean, it's broken and it's a toy. But. Yeah, and oh, and Hardigree bought that yacht with the other yacht inside it. Yeah, the mini yacht, <laughs> yachtception. Yacht, yacht with yacht. Oh, look at that! Two, yeah, we are the God, underpaid that, television. That's fantastic. That's look at that clean. with the wing on it like that. That's fuck. It's got that NASCAR kind of lip happening in the back. That's great. They're the best cars. Shit, you know, I've been I've been thinking my next daily should be a fucking E30, but maybe one no. Fuck that. Volvo 242. You could, well, you had an E30 as a daily. Is it not something I want to do? Oh, no, that wasn't you. That was Patrick. That was We're the, all other the, Jalopnik the other Jalopnik editor. The other Jalopnik editor. I think they're great. I think E30s, he's, they're awesome. A, a 325IS. My brother had one of those for lovely. years. And it was great. Yeah. The visibility is awesome. Rear wheel, rear bias. So obvious, fun. though. Come so? on. Obvious things are obvious for a reason. How's your Volvo wagon, parent? I don't need <laughs> It's great. It's so slow. It is so right. slow. Oh, Even man. a 242 like turbo slow. Yeah, but God, they look fucking cool, man. It's, you have to be great. you have to be a very specific age and demographic to think a two four two turbo is cool. But if I, you are, you're like, I am not. I am not that demographic. I don't think. It's you like, don't think a two four two turbo? I cool? think. I think looking at it right now and seeing what it's doing and it's modded and it's got a wing, like it's cool. Like you said, it's cool to see things that shouldn't be doing this doing this. But when I look at it just like aesthetically and from a design, I'm like, that's not a good looking car. Mm. You know, the the back, it's got a little bow to it, which is nice. You know, the front to back, it's got a little bit a taut line with the the lip spoiler. But I mean, the front is just like. It's garbage. It's like a K car. No, ah, it's like a K I'm making car. you sleep That's in the funny. couch this time. I am. Our, I already very volunteered funny. to do that after last time. Oh, That's, yeah, That's very right. funny. Speaking uh, of rallying, do you guys see that fucking awesome ice concours in Saint Moritz? Ted Gashu yes. was fucking oh, all up in that business. Wait, is it was on July? It was like Jalopnik. It was on Jalopnik, today. but it was also on. Um, uh, it's like all over Instagram. Like every car account is like stealing everyone's photos because I guess in Saint Moritz they decided to have a concour on the ice, and sure. everyone's been saying on a frozen lake. But all these cars are driving around a horse racing track with snow on it. 
This that is a horse sense. racing track. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like the concourse on the lake was one thing, and then the driving on the ice track was another <laughs> thing, but like pretty fucking cool pictures of these cars it's, mobbing on it's ice. pretty it's cool. Like, you could tell that all of them were on like street, like all season or performance tires because yeah, yeah. they couldn't get any grip because like, the tires are huge and, and whatever, but it was it was cool. It was They were going slower. Than I was expecting. I thought I thought they were like putting on ice yeah, studs yeah. and racing. Well, because when you turn it into a GIF on Instagram, then it makes it look a little faster than yeah. it really is. But it was just really just like wheel spin. But how <laughs> awesome is the idea of a of a cold concour? I think I'm really into that. I think the idea of having a concour on a frozen lake is pretty fucking rad, and I could get down that get down yeah. with that. You, you just need a, you need an ice racing course also. You also, I mean, 100. Yeah. Yeah. percent You need an ice racing course also. That's like a given. <laughs> okay, Canada. Let's let's do. I want to do a winter proving grounds. I mean, the most Ooh. one of the most fun that I've ever had is we did the shoot where we asked because Consumer Reports has a test facility in Connecticut, and they have like a, a team that keeps it plowed, three hundred sixty five days a year. Yeah. So there's never snow on it because they do testing all year round. And I was just like, guys, just don't just one just day don't plow it. Give us one day. And they did it, and we just drove up. We had an AMG wagon. We had an E sixty three wagon, a WRX STI rafts terrible Baja bug, like an SVR Range Rover, and we just drove the shit out of the cars on the, and a, and a BMW, the two, the Jalopnik Spec 2 Series, and we just went on the, the and they left us about three or four inches of snow, Perfect. they, they the plowed best. it down, and it was ideal, and we just did that until we had to drive home and we lost light, and it was Monticello amazing. had a proper snow track day as well. Yeah. yeah. they. I mean, we went to the, me and Tom Morningstar went to the first ever Monticello snow track day, 2000 and... Eight, I think it was, with a press car, oh. with a press A four wagon. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> and we, I did not crash it, but I no. almost, but I almost crashed it. Uh, but they just uh, pull up Monticello's Instagram. Zach. They were fucking. They're having like uh, serious. Like they really they plowed it properly, nice. They set it up with like and uh, Chris Duplessis was out there like mobbing some dudes like E type on studded tires. I think you have to scroll down uh, on their Instagram a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know what that I don't, is. This is Monticello Casino and Raceway. It's something else. No, it's Monticello Motor Club. Um, so you guys know how to have fun. I mean, that's it, they're great. This is the, the, again. Nat Mundy's in that bitch now. Nat, you know Nat? He he started Grand Prix New York, the go kart yeah, yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, of course. We yeah. did our, we did our the tangent vector. So tangent for people who don't know, this is deep. But tangent vector is the production company behind all this stuff where Zach and I work at. And um, we did our our end of year corporate bonding retreat. Oh, nice. At, at, at GPNY. At GPNY, and then JF put me into a wall. <laughs> <Dip> <laughs> I won the uh, men's league there, 2009. Mm -hmm. And you've got a little bit of a weight penalty relative uh -huh. to other people. So uh -huh. uh, I was mobbing, though. Um, JF tried to sandbag and like pretend like he'd never driven there, and then we found out he would like <laughs> it was in the league yeah. or some oh, shit yeah. like that. We're like, get the fuck, <laughs> you know? And, and it, it was my first time, guys. No, but, I don't and know. we found out like way before the first race, so he was just acting like, oh yeah, we go around that way, and I just walked. I was like, you're in the league here. We know it now. And he was like, no, I I drive a little. Like you're so full of shit. That's so, so funny. Oh, man. Um, I can't find Chris's I'll find it. Whatever. Oh, snow uh, Snow driving? Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it in Chris's. Um, what else is happening, Hardegree? Uh Apex. So I should talk about this because we Is this the, the Apex 1? 
Apex One. Let, what let, the let me fuck is Apex One? Apex dot one. Yeah, what for, is that? for your internet listeners. Um, Apex, uh, we've got the manifesto up there. All good things everyone's start with doing, the manifesto. Everyone's doing manifestos these days. They're very hot right now. It's the in. human driving it's manifesto. Get people in line. The Unabomber did one. Now this. This is great. Oh, his was the best. I mean, we were all just trying to live up to the Unabomber's manifesto. Um, I think, you know, so we have this issue where we have really kind of great access to, to what people are doing in the car world. We, we know pretty far in advance sometimes what's going to happen we have stories we want to tell and we have art that we want to make um but television is wonderful and we have a great relationship with nbc sports but like you know there are constraints with with the with sports tv that you run seamless you don't run credits at the end you know you can only have a certain number of blocks you have to have commercials it's going to be 22 and a half minutes there are limitations and so this is basically apexes are Working from the first film, Apex or of the Hypercar, is our chance to tell all the stories that we want to tell um, and do all the work that we want to do without any limit. There's no commercial advertising. There's no, you know, this has to be this long. You know, this is this is us telling transportation stories the way we want to tell them. And the only limits are the amount of money we have because we're self-funding it and then the time we can give to it in between doing TV shows and commercial projects. And so we're just taking the extra time and the money we have and getting our friends to do uh, to do things that they want to do that other people will not pay them to do. So like, for instance, Mark... Oh, wait, so is this a, it's a, a YouTube a, channel or an editorial? Are it's you purely writing? editorial. Uh-huh. And so we're going to tell stories in um, feature-length films. So we have the second film coming out, which we should talk about. And I have some news there that I can share. Um, we have short films. So I think I'm in it, unless I got completely cut out, which is totally no. Possible. We just saw a cut. You're, you're in it. Am I in it still? You're in it. They uh, left me. All right. We, we've got we got we got some we got some fair card. action. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've got short films, so we've we've already got actually we've we've got some really great stuff coming out this week at Geneva. You'll see um, some short films that we've shot. Uh, we have a crazy one with Lewis Hamilton coming out in a couple of weeks, um, which is going to be amazing. Um, and so just just that you shot that we have, yeah, mm. that we we put together, and uh, uh, that's going to be awesome. And so we've got these these great stories. And it's also just focused on future transportation. It's like what's the peak? Kind of with the first film with Apex story, the hypercar. What is the peak of transportation? But we're not just doing cars; we're doing aviation. Um, so uh, uh, we've gone on the world's longest flight. Um, oh, I yeah, I know where this is going. This is so JF gets to do plane nerd shit. And me. This is I understand. Yeah, there are a lot going. of plane nerds in this company. I am the one who's not. I am the outlier for sure. No, I, I got a room over I here thought, so I can watch plane flight really at LAX. Think, I thought you know JF told me that he had a goal. To, to jack off on the 10 longest flights around the world globally. <laughs> he said, he said, I will, I will blow one load per flight. <laughs> well, he, well, stay tuned, folks, because he did the world's longest flight, Singapore, um, to, uh, to, new, to, to, and we actually talked to, so like, I don't want to give too much away from the article, but we talked to Singapore Airlines about all the things that they had to do to make the flight work. And what's funny is that the engineering is not the exciting part of that because they, people run flights that are 19 hours or 20, like accidentally, like people yeah. are in planes for 20 hours. Yeah, like a flight that's like 15 has to stay in for, for weather or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. JF was in a plane for a full day because he's flying all the time. He got stuck for like 24 hours in a stupid plane. And so, because oh, of I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So he, so that, and, they and have yet that. he still flies on United. I don't. Well, get that's that. okay. You say that, but our flight on Delta from Florida back was delayed like an hour, right? And both of I'm our. I'm not te- saying no flights ever get delayed. No, no, that happens. I think I think they're all equally good and bad. And so whenever people are like, 
this airline sucks or minor. I'm like, dude, the not same, dude. a They're week goes by that JF isn't shitting on United on Twitter. Not a fucking like week. I haven't had a problem with them in like two years. I think they, I think they don't like. Maybe they are trying to get rid of them. I don't know. It's not it's, a week. It's that like they're trying to get him to break up with them. Like if you guys saw Love, like yes. in the, the, the pilot like for that he episode, could just the cheating stop on her. flying United. Like that's all he's got to do. No, he's stuck. He's so he invested with miles and everything. He's Fuck stuck. Get out of here. Spend the miles and then leave. No, I think it's you have to suck it up. at his rate. You suck it up for six months. Six months, you have no status. At the rate he flies, he'd be fucking platinum in six months. That's actually true. That's true, but he lives by Newark. It's an abusive relationship. Hannah, I'm not Hannah into just it. made platinum in what? It's it's March first. Hannah made platinum in January and fucking February of this year. That's awful. Boss move. No. The yeah. real status, the real luxury, is not flying so, not having to fly so often that you get the status. That's true. That's, That's my true. belief. Because I, um, I was like looking at Mosaic last year, and I was looking at the number of flights I would have to do because I do JetBlue mostly mm-hmm. to get up there, and I was like, oh, not worth it. I'm just gonna stay home. Well, not- you got you got to link it to a credit card that you use for most things, and then yeah. it's way easier to get status. That's true, but then I'm stuck with. Well, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in the JF position of like having the credit card and being stuck. So I'm. God, we're on the Points Guy podcast. Who gives a shit anyway? So we're doing whatever. <laughs> uh, we're doing this. Um, he he flew the longest flight, but anyway. So Singapore Airlines was interesting talking to them about their philosophy behind it, and it's a lot less about the engineering for them and more about making people. Like like happy and not miserable because they have people who do this flight frequently. Like reg- yeah, like work people. Yeah, he'll do it's it. Singapore to where? Singapore. It's Singapore to to JF or Singapore to to Newark, and it's nineteen and a half hours. And so they they only run two classes. So it's just either like the super first class or yeah. the premium class. Yeah. And uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And the the great thing and like they have a special menu and they have like exercises to get people from like freaking out. But the, my favorite thing about this is that an average and I've done a Singapore Airlines flight on the A380. It, it has like 1100 hour 1100 hours of on in-flight entertainment. Okay. But they did the math, and they're like, "Oh, if somebody's flying this like every couple they, of weeks, they they're gonna run, run out. out." Yeah, and so it's it's the most of anyone. They have like sixteen hundred hours of in flight. They load up extra because, and it's just like little stuff yeah, like yeah. that that makes the flight thoughtful, possible. And so they, that's like a and that's like an interesting. They're doing something that no one else is doing and trying to do this flight. And it makes sense because of the way airline rules work and everything. But it's kind of like the little neat, the little neat steps that people take to make these things happen. That we're sort of trying to capture with Apex, and then it's just cool shit that we want to do, like you know Mark Urbano, like the great car photographer, mm-hmm. does all the car driver covers that you see in Love, or most of them, um, has wanted to do a monochromatic series where he puts cars because it's always thing we're always looking contrast. Like car photos are always about contrast, yeah. And he wants to do cars um, matched up with yeah. the color, monochromatic, so black cars and black backgrounds. Yeah, cars. someone actually asked me to do that exact thing. Really? Uh, it wasn't Mark, but someone someone asked if they could do a studio shoot with my Countach, and I said. To be perfectly honest, since I bought that thing, like, fucking every L.A. car photographer has come out of the woodwork and asked to do shoot with it, and I don't actually need anything. So it's not, you know, I don't care. So I've kind of been, not a dick about it, but I've kind of been like, nah, you sell me a bit, because I don't really care. And one guy said he was going to rent a whole studio and paint the entire seamless red. And then I said... Okay, if you do that, I'll bring it down for that. But it wasn't Mark Urbano, and I never heard from the guy again. It's a good idea. If he wants to do that, I will provide. Okay. I'll provide the car for that. I think that'd be great because it has to fit Just with the apex ethos it. of being at the extreme of something. And I think obviously a Countach fits within that. Uh, but no, but we have an. I'll, I don't want to give it away, but we have an Obsidian 
painted car, obsidian being lava glass, mm. in a lava field. So he drove it out to a crater. Oh, that's fucking cool. And so it's, like it, the, the photo's amazing. Um, Hawaii oh, the, or Iceland? Uh, no, there's one here in America that has, oh. that there's a there's an old lava field, and so we drove the car in the lava oh, field. Oh, actually, why are, I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Yeah. It's, not too, it's not it's that not far, that from, far here. from here, right? Not that far from here. No, I know where it is. It's not a super, it's off the 395, right? It's up on the way to Mammoth. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 385, if you must drive on a highway, is the most choice highway in California. Except for all the speed traps as you go through the town. Only into the towns, though, but that's like common sense. I know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's there. I'm going up. You want to go this weekend? Going skiing. I got to wait till my back Mammoth. gets sore out. Mm, oh, yeah. That's true. Dude, How's your back? I got an MRI yesterday, so we'll see. All right. It, it's back. fucking dumping right now. I Dude. know. I'm so excited. Got my snow tires. I'm ready to go. That's next amazing. Next birthday. Going skiing next weekend. And my parents are here Friday, so I got to drive up, like, probably leave here at, like, 8 or 9 p.m. Friday night. I'm going to get up there late as fuck. Ooh. It's okay. I got them fog lights. Be good. That'd be great. That's so awesome. Yeah, that'd be really oh, that's going to cool. be so much I'm jealous. Fun. Um... Uh, and then, oh wait, a little bit of thing to oh, share. Oh, more uh, Mark Urbano color thing. Uh, It'll be cool. Yeah, well, so, that so, should be cool. So just, I, I would say this: like, it's a. I've done the blogging thing. You know, we've done the drive thing, which was great, but it was just like pushing content. We're only making things that we know we, that we think we're going to be good. It was, will everything be good? Probably not. But we are. We're, we're going the slow approach. It's like but the you're slow not making it because you feel it needs to be like. You have to constantly crank something out. You're just only making it because you think it's going to be good. Yeah, and we've yeah. been we've been yeah, working on it for strategy. a year and a half. So we have a backlog of things that we like that we've done. So that we we basically could only launch once we had enough. That in between all the shooting and doing the film and doing everything yeah, else, yeah, we could yeah. launch. And so we'll see. It's it's a completely different approach than I think many people have taken. And, and it's in a very kind of in a it's not really a white space, but kind of a gray space of you know. There's like people cover transportation obviously and technology and the intersection of both. And a lot of people do a really good job of it. And you know, I was I did some stuff for Wired in that sense. Like you know, it it exists. But I think with this kind of like crazy nerdy monomaniacal focus on just the you, future of it it's i think it'll be interesting hopefully i think it'll be cool like i i i look i started a whole other show about watches because i couldn't talk about cars all day and honestly i'm 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 trying to figure something else out because i'm almost over talking about watches basically and so the idea of like brand i tried reviewing some boats i had a really good time the audience <laughs> didn't really give a shit didn't really work out but like um i get it but I, the question is I mean, I'm sure you know, JF knows, what the audience kind of wants, I feel like anyway, it's like, I come to you for this one thing. If I wanted to hear about that, I'd go over to that guy. You know what I mean? Like, in the in, in, a, in like this fragmented world where everyone should, quote, stay in their own lane and just be the specialist and like do that one thing that I I found you because you did this and so you better keep doing this and don't change is that gonna is this gonna work out this strategy of dipping your toe into everything uh, it's not everything. It, it is transportation focused but the focus the first and foremost is people who are trying to sort of you know move things objects people whatever across the globe across the galaxy whatever it is um, it's an engineering focus it's how how are they doing it what are these kind of engineering stories and so I think that the appeal is is there are people who like cars because they're flashy and fast and there are people who like cars for all sorts of reasons historical reasons weird reasons like me mostly I'm a kind of a car pervert and that's fine um, but I think that this is for people who care about the engineering and the science and those kind of stories and uh, I think that that Go, uh, people who love planes and love tinkering on pipers and things that also usually love cars and they love specific cars and they don't maybe love 
you know, the new Jag, but they they love you know they'd love your Safari 911, and I think yeah. for people who love that kind of thing, and also our business model is not based on trying to get a tri- I've been there of trying to get a trillion viewers. We don't yeah. we don't want or need a trillion viewers. I want a- well. So where does the money come from if you don't want or need a trillion viewers and you're not is not is it VOD is it, no, is no, it no. video for no, purchase no, no. Not, so no. so where does the money come from so we have two things one obviously we have the films and we have we have you know which is not a huge money making proposition but this does support you know sort of our our creative mm. efforts and people and it, it does have a nice lifting effect with the our commercial production uh and also you know i think one thing we're looking at is actually you had a tweet that i think was perfect about this which is that no one i have ever met or you have maybe ever met has ever bought a really expensive car because they saw an ad in Rob Report, right? <laughs> Fucking oh my god! Right, Rob, why does Rob Report even? Like, I don't. God know. bless him, but I, I've, I, I picked up an issue and it was like it was it was the the car of the year thing. Like they had this, they had a car of the year in like Napa and I guess they invite fucking random re- subscribers mm-hmm. to come drive the cars and they had a real big crash. Yeah, it was so very serious. <laughs> yeah. And people were hurt and there's like a a car of the year like exposé and it's very flowery and all this shit and there's just zero mention of the of the half a million dollars of cars that are written off and the the injuries or anything. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I have all go. I have all sorts of feelings. <laughs> look and, at that! Here's a oh, fucking Ferrari eight twelve half oh up a tree. Look, oh, look at the license plate. It says Rob Report on it. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and of course, it's on the my my thing. Just, By the way, in case you're wondering, the Ferrari eight twelve was not the car of the year. <laughs> they also, you know, they also named the Urus the fucking car of the year, which. You know, I got to drive it. I'm excited about it, but I, you know, I, I think the, but your general point is, I, I think that there's a, there's again, like maybe not white space, but gray space. Not every car fits on bring a trail is great, but not every car is going to really fit. The auction system works out for certain people, and, and and it's a good place to put a car, but it's not a good place for every car. And I, we think that there's probably a spot for a certain type of vehicle oh. that would fit. As a classified, and that's something oh, that we're looking into. So as a classified or an auction? A classified. Classified. Because oh. not everything works for an auction. There's certain things, cars you wouldn't sell. And yeah. there's there, there just not a lot of places for certain types of, of not even just cars, but just certain types of vehicles yeah. for sale. And so we're, we're looking into that and we're okay. developing a system. But for right now, it's just whatever money we can set aside and any time we can set aside. And, Is there and, a Patreon or something? There should be. No, the Patreon I, might be just good. read, just just read and subscribe for now. That's that's yeah. all I really care about. Come watch the movie. Hopefully, the, when we have a distribution. Oh, okay, movie thing that I want to drop. Do you, do you know who the narrator is? Did they tell you? Uh, the narrator. Uh, yeah, they did, and I am blanking. Oh, it's Ice T. It's Ice T. Yeah, I got Ice T to narrate it. Yeah, they went when uh, when they told me that. I was like, that is a is a is a really good, a oh, really really perfect. good one. Yeah, so I, I like Ice T. He's the sweetest man. Very nice. And Coco is the sweetest lady, and he's a car guy, and he's got a great voice, and he was probably willing to do it for free <laughs> or cheap. He was excited about the project. Did someone get Seth to ask for the hookup? Seth probably made the hookup because Seth is the you know we we worked with Seth before out on Long Island. Did you meet Seth Rose? I don't know that I know Seth Rose. I drove his auto Zam for an episode of Tuned. Excellent. Um, but he's like uh he's a big car guy out on Long Island. He like runs that car scene and uh um, The Long Island. He, yeah, he and Ice T are thick as thieves, those two. 
Uh-huh. Um, that sounds familiar. I might have. I might have been. But no, anyways, that's a sweet man. Yeah. No, that's so fucking cool. Ice T's gonna do the narration. He, he kills it. Oh, it's yeah. great. Really oh, I've job. heard. Oh, it probably it's sounds really like good. New Jack City. Like, fucking. He narrated New Jack. That's rules. So yeah. So uh, Apex Two uh, Secret Race Across America. Uh, our our good friend Alex Roy. It, it talks about all of the <laughs> all of the post Cannonball runs across America. The U.S. Express guys. All the crazy dudes hanging out in the back of Panteras. <laughs> um, and it's because it, and it, it really focuses on Alex's attempt because Alex put science. It wasn't just like crazy. I mean, there were, there was some science. There's interesting approaches. Oh, uh, he the really 80s. did. It took a data focused approach to his run. Yeah, I don't know about nuts. science, but certainly data. Data, yeah, technology. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the car yeah. itself is very interesting. Yeah, uh, and so uh, yeah, Apex Two story of the hyper. Oh, sorry, Apex Two Secret Race Across. I came up with a stupid name. Um, Apex Two uh, Secret Race Across America um, with Ice T, which will be in Matt Farah. What's, what's hilarious about Ice T is so he he narrated. I forget if it was like the Bull Run, the commercial for the Bull Run TV show, and we used to goof on him about it. We used to be like. It's the outlaw race across the country <laughs> with celebrities and like we used to goof on him doing that shit back in the day, and now he's doing it for you. <laughs> That's actually a really good iced tea impression. It's not too bad. Just pulling it out. Of course, I uh, used to goof on him with that shit. He was fucking great. JF changed his fucking tire on the side of the road. Yeah, he fucking blew a tire, Ice T, on Bull Run. What was he driving? Was uh, Aston Vantage? V8 Vantage. Right. Yeah, and he blew a tire, and he didn't have a jack, and JF. Had him drive up onto like a rock, and had and used like a big rock to change Ice T's tire. Dang, seriously, on a rock? Yeah, no, I forget how he he did it. Like he had, fuck, what did he do? He definitely had the car on a rock. Now I don't recall if he used a rock as a jack stand, or what it was he did with the rock itself. I wasn't there. I was driving a different car. But JF, well, next time we'll have wow. him tell the story. Okay. He changed Ice T's tire on the side of the road, and Ice T was like his best friend for like six hours afterwards. <laughs> and then did our funny. movie, so it all yeah. it all comes around. Um, and then I tried to impress Coco and made a huge fool of myself. It was not good. Well, I would I, like I, to hear this story. It's one of those bars where everything's frozen. The bar is called like Fifty Below or something, sure. and we're in Birmingham, Alabama, I believe it is. I think it's, it's either Birmingham or. What's the other nice city in Alabama? Huntsville? No, it's Birmingham. It's Birmingham, Alabama. And this this bar, it's like an ice bar. And you put on these fur coats and you go in the ice room. And I'm hanging out with Ice-T and Coco and Tom Morningstar and all the everyone who's doing Bull Run. This is like 2010, 11. It's like, you know, normal folks. Mike Musto was there. Um, uh, none of those people that you mentioned were normal. Fucking but J- yeah, JF, was, <laughs> JF was there. And and we go into this the ice room where you take shots out of a, a glass that's made of ice. And then the thing was they had a you know a wall of course duh, they had a wall but you you would take a shot and then you'd huck the glass at the wall and and it would smash. Oh, that's cool. All it right. was actually like a very very fun ritual. So everyone's in there with the big fucking fur coats and hey prost and fucking hurling the glass. <laughs> Mazel tov. Yeah, just being drunk idiots. And I am talking to Coco and and um and. I d- we take a shot, and rather than huck the glass at the wall, I smash it on my forehead, cause I I'm like yeah, and 
I cut my head. Yeah. And just bleed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the horrified, the horrified look on this poor woman's face. Yeah. It wasn't. Ice is um, really uh, sharp. Ice is very sharp. Is very as sharp. it turns out. And it was like, oh, sweetie, let me help you. And it was, oh, it was, it was just, it's just so shameful. That's, that's great. Oh, I would have killed. It. I, that, I hung my head in shame the entire rest of the time after that. It was fucking bad. That's the Matt Farah that I thought that I would know. So, like, my first experience with you, oh, if you remember yeah. this way back in the day. 2010, uh, Matt Fair is a bit different than current. We all were. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely. I was it's some snot as a Jalopnik just trying to get shit on people and talk shit about bull runners and gumballers as yeah. much as I possibly could. And I got your number because somebody crashed or something, and I was trying oh, to get yeah. information out of you. And you were actually, like, very straight up about it. And I was like, because I had pegged you for, like, a total asshole. Yeah, most people do. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this guy. And it's been, like, a constant disappointment in my life that you're, like, you're, you're, like a very very genuinely nice guy. We get along, and also politically, we agree. Yeah. Which in this business, we both we, we know yeah. we know both Peruths, so yeah, like it's, yeah. it's a rare it's a rare thing. And so you're just constantly disappointing me by by just you know being by being <laughs> being decent. It's awful. That's, that's really funny. funny. <laughs> it's fucking great. Well, yeah. Um, I hated yeah. I and I told you this. Like I hated Jalopnik when you were running it. <laughs> and I, 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 I didn't know you at all, but I just hated the headline. <laughs> like game you'd play the question marks and then I, when I finally met you and we started working together, I was like by the way I used to say these terrible things and you're like yeah and then you told me like how much the site grew and I was like yeah you're way smarter than I am <laughs> 300% <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's Zach's pride and then Hardigree's money mm-hmm. <laughs> Gawker's money no now Hulk Hogan's money Hulk Hogan's uh, money somebody told me how much money it's all they right, lost brother <laughs> oh my god I don't <laughs> enjoy your new little website brother <laughs> I'm gonna get some whores and blow <laughs> no comment. <clears throat> been, you know, down, been down that road before. You know my dick looks like a Yeti mug, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what God didn't give me in hair, he gave me in cock. Uh, JF says he drove the car up onto a series of rocks until he could get a jack under it because it was so oh. low. Oh. And then he uh, used a, a jack from something else on it. Oh, it was too low because it was slammed. Yeah, it was too low to get the the jack underneath it. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Good job, JF. Uh, I once, <laughs> the sketchiest thing I ever did uh, with a car trying to change a tire was uh, a McLaren. And uh, it was a 570 or whatever. Oh, wait. Did the, didn't the wheel fall off? The wheel Did fell off one? with puppy knuckles. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> we, we uh, after, and the cop, the, the cop was pulled him over and handed him. Um, uh, one of the lugs, and so we didn't we, we didn't have a jack that would work for it, and so we just drove the car. I think this was Sorokonich's idea uh, from Road and Track. We just drove that was the rear, I guess it was the rear right, maybe. Just drove it off the side of like a like a like a ledge, <laughs> so it was just hanging free off the side of the the thing, and and then we didn't have we, we only had four out of five, so I somebody had to drive it back, and I was like, oh, I'm in charge of this this thing, so it's like it's on me, yeah, to to. Just like I'm, like I'm sure the four car is, is fine. pretty good. Four, four pretty tight good. ones, you'll get home. I don't yeah, know that one of them was kind of threaded, so it was three <laughs> tight ones and a fourth. Yeah, and so and I was just like, but then we had like another 250 miles to go because we were in the Venticopa, so we were just as far out on Highway 33 as you can get. And that, was, <laughs> that was sketchy. I wish we had JF. I'm he sure told us that story it, was crazy because the, the cop like handed him a lug. He's like, "Is this yours?" And he was like, "No." And I don't then, think he told us that. I think that was in the car, not on the show. 
The backstory is yeah, yeah. No, he was driving. Yeah, D- uh, Dave Puppy Knuckles Burnett, photographer, formerly Jalopnik, now with Road and Track and many others. He's amazing. He was driving a McLaren and the fucking wheel fell off. That's the entire story. Yeah, yeah. yeah the wheel fell, off. and he had, he had not been. I, we'd all been driving that car all day. He'd not driven it once. Yeah, and we had all gone ahead. Um, to the to the place or whatever the little restaurant in Venacopa right there at the end of kind of the fun part of Highway 33, and he just disappeared for like an hour, <laughs> and we're like we drove like a Mazda back to find him, and then we just found him with like you know a, a, a detaching wheel, <laughs> and I was like what the fuck did you do to this car? We gave you the car for like a ten minute drive, what happened? But no, that was actually his quote. His quote from you was what the fuck did you do to my car? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well I was responsible. That was I had yeah, part. Yeah. I it was no, my restaurant. I probably would have said the same thing. Yeah, mother, <laughs> but it wasn't his fault. He was so sweet. He's such a sweet guy. It was it was not his fault. Uh, you know whose fault Dude, it was? Dude, where do you see his pictures from our million mile Lexus journey? His pictures are fucking sick. That he's, guy rules. He's the best. Oh, uh, sorry. What was he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know something. There's his uh, his uh, Haggerty cover. That's a good Haggerty cover. I love that 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 all the cars in that. Picture. We got a Corvette Grand Sport. There's a Roadmaster, a Buick Roadmaster wow. wagon. There's Bronco. A, a Bronco, a Ram SRT, a Pontiac G8, a Subaru WRX. Is that there's a Fox Body, Celine MR2. It's like our era is here. Yes. It is. It's a great. It's the. It's be- a good time to buy an '80s car. I would own half of these. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Did you say I've owned half of these? I would. I own half. I've owned. One of them, and if we count the battle wagon, must have owned it, but I drove it probably more than he did than those two. I think that counts. Yeah, um, I drifted the battle wagon, so I think it counts. Oh, that's, that, those are great. I, I, that's, I love those cars. I the only first generation MR2 I've ever driven is in Hungary in Budapest. Some dude was like a fan. He's like, "Do you want to do you want to drive my MR2?" And I was like, "Yes, sure, why not?" We just burning up and down hills in Buda in that car. That was a great car. Oh. Uh, speaking of drifting the battle wagon, Zach just made me think about this. And then we get to questions. Uh, you got two minutes to get your questions in on the super chat, and then we're going to shut that down because we're going to get to those at the end of the show, which is coming up very soon. Um, so my neighbor Nick has a sick simulator setup. Like it's not a full. It doesn't have like motion, but has everything but motion. It has a six-speed shifter with a handbrake. It has like real hydraulic pedals. It's got that like the best like the direct drive like steering system and then the three monitors and like uh, Assetto Corsa and all the eye racing all that shit. it's like the six sim so at Assetto Corsa this dude whose handle is Phoenix made the LA canyons he made he made the Angeles forest in Assetto Corsa okay that's brilliant and he made it based in part on seeing watching my videos so like, so he put, check this out, he put these Easter eggs in there, and I went to find them, and they're there. That's on Upper Big Tahunga Canyon Road in the game. That's my Fox body being pulled over by the cops. And then there's uh, these like smoking tire uh, hot air balloons that you can see when you're driving up and down Angeles Crest. That one is right below the European Car Magazine turnout, as I call it. Um it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he got the foliage right on this upper big to hunger turn. I swear, dude, he like, got all of it right. Amazing. Driving the driving the Angeles Forest in this game is exactly like driving it. He got the the surface of the road right. Like it gets a little rough rougher up by Newcomb's Ranch, and like you can feel that. So I got in the Countach in on this. Oh boy! And they have my car, and we reprogrammed the shifter for the dogleg first gear, which you can do. 
Whoa. And we made it just like, so I was driving the, the Angeles Forest, like drifting. It turns out the, cha- the chassis dynamics for sliding a Countach are like really, really good. So me and Nick are like, this is amazing. And we're like drifting the Countach up and down Angeles Forest. It was like the most fun thing. <laughs> I bet, because you'll never do that in real life. No, but it was like <laughs> the sounds were right. And with the dog leg first gear, like the steering feel like felt pretty right. And like you can like lean on the brakes and like initiate a slide and then just like have Hammer down second gear, like right. It's really, really fun. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> that would get real to, addictive. Yeah, we. I gotta see. I mean, I'm sure we can get videos of this, mm-hmm. right? You can screen capture this yeah. shit, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll get some videos that we can play on the show of what it's like to drift a Countach up Angeles Forest. It looks. It's extremely legit. It's very, very cool. So get if you play a set of Corsa, uh, Phoenix. Racing is the guy's handle. It's just called like the LA Canyons mod. Like, look for it. And it's the entire Angeles Forest playable. It's so, so cool. like all the roads in the one takes, like, they're on this map. You can just drive them. It's rad. It's fucking rad, man. That's super rad. Also, it's nice that you get to drive your Lamborghini. It's nice that you'll have, you'll get to experience what that's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. I do drive it. I drive it every week. Really? Just, he does. Yeah, I know he I really do. does. I drive it every single week, but the Angeles Forest is far for me to... It's kind of annoying to drive there. I drive it in Malibu mostly. But yeah, I I committed to driving it once a week, and um, so far, the more I drive it, the better it works. It works really good right now. It's fucking... It pulls like a motherfucker right now. It's really nice. I'm surprised. How long are you in town for? You want to go for a ride? I would love to go for a ride. It's really, really, really nice to drive. I enjoy every fucking second driving it. It's very fun. And the cl- and for all the bullshit people talk about the clutch, my 911 clutch is heavier. My supposed daily driver. Uh, questions? Ooh, we have a bunch. Could we zoom in, please? Thank you very much. Oh, Jorge says, how do I drink my coffee? Because he's drinking the Roasted Tire 3.0 uh, after trying 2.0. Thank you for buying our coffee, Beeline Coffee. We have our own roast. Do you, Have you had some? I don't, I don't drink caffeine. Oh, you don't drink caffeine. We have a decaf. Oh, I would love to drink. Well, I'll get you a decaf. I would yeah, slow yeah. lane. I will order you a bag of the decaf. That's so sweet. Uh, the decaf's called slow lane, I think. That's um, right for me. My, my dad doesn't drink decaf either, and he said it's very good. Um, I put a little bit of whole milk and sugar in my coffee. That was his question. I know the purists won't like that, but fuck all them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nathan, thank you for your donation. Uh, what is the next time someone will drag a log down Big Tahunga? Nathan, that log was being dragged down Little Tahunga, my friend. We haven't seen anyone drag any logs recently. Thankfully. Have you seen anything? Have you seen anything real crazy in the canyons in the last while? Like No. Other than like I got kind of close to hitting a deer recently, but like we saw deer in Florida. Canyon. Um, I haven't seen anything can- in canyons other than it being like 36 degrees when I got up there. And yeah, I, was I driving hit snow like, in the NSX yeah, video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hit snow. I was like, what's this white snow? Whoa. I, got, I think I got fortunate in being so busy last month, I didn't plan any one takes because it snowed up there multiple times. And like the rain and the cold. When I went up there with that big block Chevelle, when we got there, it was 36 degrees. And yeah. all of us were underprepared and shivering. And get back in the car, it's like, how long did you buy the car for? You had to like wait to warm up. For real, you had to wait to warm up until you could actually speak like a human being. Yeah. 
Um, I don't. I I hope I hope I see some more weird shit up there, but I haven't seen anything in the canyons in, uh, in quite some Just time. See a lot of condoms and beer. <coughs> True that, sir. You know what's really nice about the um, that Assetto Corsa as well. Like when I get to the big turnouts in the canyon, like huck it off, like just rip some fucking figure eights in the Lambo, and then fucking out. It's like oh, I wait, I can't drive like this in real well, life because that that glorious. tarmac is more and more fucked up like every month. When yeah. I go up there, like I I thought I could go up there and do donuts too, and I looked at it and it's it undulates a lot it's cracked a lot I'm like this would just tear tires up yeah, it's not yeah. good yeah keep it legal Matt Campbell says would we prefer an ND2 meaning the newest Miata or a Fiesta ST Mr. Hardegree ST I say ST I yeah. haven't driven the newest Miata by the way I drove the new Miata and it's really it's very good it leans too much I drove the new club and it still is too soft and leans too much and I don't like that about it. Yeah, I'd go Fiesta. Um, Engine's yeah. nice. The new the new engine with the new pa- with the more power is good. Yeah. I'm sure it is. And the Miata's lovely. Yeah. But um, you have to be a little smaller than me, and you have to not want to carry very many things either. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fiesta's actually like a, a usable for lots of different things car. Justin says, uh, oh, I asked uh, on chat what to buy for 20000 Everyone said a 5.0 Mustang, so I got a 2013 track pack. I have no regrets. Okay, cool. It's good. It's a car. Good car. Even with the track pack, get yourself some brake pads, uh, like some Hawk brake pads, like street track, and uh, some dot .5 brake fluid, high mm-hmm. temperature brake fluid, because the hardware is good on that, but you need the pads and the fluid to make the most of the hardware, and make sure that that 2013 has a current set of tires on it. <laughs> uh <clears throat> AP says, can we expect to watch and listen to an episode on Basil Worlds? Okay, so, sorry, <clears throat> little horse. Um, update on watch and listen. Uh, the watch and listen podcast, check it out on YouTube or iTunes if you haven't uh, done that. All the same shout engine as well, watch and listen podcast. I do it with my friend Cameron Weiss. Um, it's about watches. We have like 48 episodes. The problem with it uh, I'm having right now is I'm running out of things to say. Watches are are cool and interesting, and there's a lot of crossover cars, but like, they're not dynamic like cars. They don't evolve every year. I mean, uh, um, you know, I'm wearing a watch that's been in production for ten years. Like, it's not like it doesn't. You know, they, there's not unless you want to get crazy nerdy, and I mean really fucking nerdy. I'm kind of running out of things to say. So I don't know what's going to happen with the future of Watch and Listen. I'm trying to find motivation for more things to talk about. I'm not talking about Basil World at the moment. Basil World is like the uh, Geneva Auto Show for watches, pretty much. And also in, in Switzerland, which is And nice. it happens to also be in Switzerland. Yeah, that's nice. It makes sense. Um, is there Watch Crime? I feel like Watch Crime is... Watch Crime? I would, I would listen to Watch Crime. That's a good idea. Well, I, like... What do you mean, like fraud or like yeah, theft? fraud, or? theft. I don't, I don't know. Watch sex crimes. I haven't studied watch crime. The funny, I mean, the the um, the faking uh, is the funniest of the watch crime. The fr- you know the fraud and all that stuff. That's that's funny because you could you could find individual stories of faking, like faking gone wrong. People get arrested for selling fakes, that kind of shit. The find best, the, the got best faking story that there is is there's a guy named Frank Mueller. And he has a watch company called Frank Mueller, and they make a watch called the Crazy Hours. And the Crazy Hours is named the Crazy Hours because the hours don't go in order. The hands fucking bounce around. Oh, shit. Right? 
It's F R A N C K M U L L E R. Crazy hours. Get it? Get it? The image of that is is very fun. It's a kind. It's a super super funky watch. If it was a car, it would be like your fifth car. You know what I mean? It's fun. It's the. It's, it's like a, a spiker. It's a fucking. Yeah, it's totally. It's, it's like a spiker in the in the VW Golf with all the colored doors. It's yeah. the Harlequin. It's a Harlequin yeah. spiker. A hundred percent. So the hours bounce around. So, um, Frank. So he he figured that people would want to fake the fuck out of this thing, and if you had one a fake that worked, you know the way it was supposed to, it would be a pretty convincing fake. And so Frank Mueller licensed the mechanism that makes the hours bounce around like that to the fakers. So he was like, it's going to get faked anyway. Might as well get paid. Wow. So the fakers Clever. are using a genuine... Des- I mean, they're probably knocking it off for cheaper than he does it, but they're using the design of the mechanism directly from the guy. <laughs> that's interesting. I love that. Yeah, but okay, but that just that this that was thirty five seconds. Right, that, that wasn't sixty hours of fucking podcasts. You know what I mean? There's a like there's just there's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily worth exploring for very long periods of time. That's all. I got it. Unless you are a mega 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 nerd and there are like there's podcasts that that are on hundreds of episodes about watches because it's run by fucking mega nerds you know so i don't know anyway uh lfd blah 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 says i'm looking into an early ls460 or an ecoboost mustang convertible interesting comparison often cross shopped (laughs) (laughs) often i take many road trips often in scenic areas your thoughts on both. Vinny Russo, who's living in my house right now, just brought up the other day that you can get an early LS460 for fucking pennies. Apparently, like, well under 20K for a really nice early LS460. So I'm with this dude. If you want to do a lot of road trips and miles, ain't nothing like a big Lex. And just cut the roof off. Sawzall. Yeah, also absolutely. Sawzall. Yeah. Um, Problem solved. I'd say it, they only rent one of the cars in that list, and you want to buy the one they don't rent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's better. It's more comfortable. It's more reliable. It's probably more reliable. Like all that stuff. It's way. It's better. It's way better. Uh, yeah, I, I I I don't see a lot of value in a convertible EcoBoost Mustang as an ownership experience. I think you would go. You should go with the Lexus. And, and like on a road trip. I mean, I'm not. A, I don't like putting the top down in convertibles anyway, so I'm a little biased. But most of the time, when you're transiting between places, you're gonna have the top up, and it's gonna be louder than a, than a hard top. Mm-hmm. So a, a Mustang convertible is not what you'd call a refined driving experience. I've spent time in those things. It's not. But even not I did. Bad. I did cross country in an R8 Spider, and I I the top was up for so much of that trip. Yeah. Like it's like oh we're in Zion, you know, top down. But like for most of the time, you're just yeah. And I would I would have been happier with the hard top. I, I was driving on the track in the in the new Miami and the top was up but I had to look to make sure because it was so loud I was like no well, yeah okay the new Miata with the soft top that I drove the ND it was almost impossible to make a Bluetooth phone call because it was so loud yeah it's very yeah. loud like I, I like taking the roof off the cars like but I like I like it when it's a fixed roof that comes down like a, a Corvette with the remove that's great yeah that's the best um yeah, I would say go with go with Lexus, my friend. Corey says uh, two quick questions. One, any videos of my Vanquish uh, on the channel? No, not really. Uh, and there, and will I make one? No, not really. Um, I don't really like making videos of my own cars. I do it if there is a need to do it. Um, 
typically some kind of a quid pro quo. <laughs> maybe, there's, <laughs> maybe there's a tax advantage or something. But I don't like to be like, hey, look at my thing. And um, seeing as that car doesn't really fall into either of those circumstances. It's not really your style, Parker. That's... I, you know. Uh, and uh, when is Cletus McFarland and crew coming on the show? Uh, never met him. If they're listening, hit me up. It's, let me know when you're in L.A. They build crazy shit. They do. I'd like to have them, but I, I don't. I don't know them. So if they're in L.A., let's let's get at it. Uh, Alan Stevens says, uh, "What is your, our opinion of an 06 Aston Martin Vanquish S with the auto gearbox? Should I wait for a manual?" Um, the manual's way better. Like completely changes the game, transforms the car. It's a whole other ball game. The auto is horrible. Um, you can either wait for a manual, um, or you should you could buy one and have it converted yourself. Um, by the time you spend waiting for one to come up, you know you could own a car and have it over in England being converted. The resale values typically of those are. They, if you have a manual one, it's worth car plus gearbox conversion. What you lose is the shipping and your time. So, um, if one's been converted already, it's either it's either a really good car or a really terrible car. Depends on who converted it. <laughs> it depends on who converted it and what happened. Like, did someone buy it mega cheap and that's why it was converted? You know what I mean? So, um, whereas if you buy a great car, um. You know, you you might have a little better sense of of the ownership history and then things like that. I wouldn't want to own and drive one with the autos, so take from that what you will. Amit says, looking to visit Amanjiri, Utah, the motherfucking best. Um, Amanjiri is a sick resort in Utah. It's very, 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 very cool. Um, and she's trying to pick an airport based on good driving roads. Oh, I mean, your options are pretty much Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix. To Amanjiri's like in the, by Page, Arizona, like by like Lake Powell. Okay. So your options are are pretty much Vegas, Salt Lake City, uh, or Phoenix. And Amanjiri will pick you up in Las Vegas in one of their BMWs. They have a fleet of BMWs. They're press cars. They all have jersey tags on them. Oh, excellent. They have a fleet of BMW press cars there, and you can just grab them and go. So they'll pick you up at a 7 Series in Vegas, bring you back there, and then you can have a series, uh, like a 6 Series or something to drive around while you're there. So that's what I would do. Okay, man. Okay, man. That was remarkable advice. I, I was just there. Uh, Frazier says, opinions on the Ford inline-six turbo Barra engine. I have never driven. I I never even saw one of these cars until we went to New Zealand, and then we saw them around. But yeah, like, we never got it here. That's yeah, know. that's the Australian inline six that they had with the Falcon. I think. Yeah. I, I've Ooh. never I've never been in a car that had one. Oh, like the Turbo Falcon Ute. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, yeah. Because I drove that two JZ Mustang, and everyone's like, "Why didn't he put a bar engine in?" I'm like, because we don't get. Yeah, them you in this you country. can't get them. It's there. There you can't federalize those in any state in no. this country. Um, I've never been in a car that had one, man. I'd like to. Next time we come back down there, it's going to be all fucking utes and shit because we didn't do any of that last time we were down there. Yeah. There was a lot of JDM last time. I got the answer for this next question. All right. Let's see. Most enjoyable 911 under 100K. Prefer to keep the back seat. Would be daily driven. Have a backup beater just in case. Coming out of an Alpha Julia. Uh, 
What's your answer? There you go. 9972 GTS. <clears throat> That's a good one. $95,000. Perfect. Are they 95 grand? Maybe. I think maybe a little le- well, maybe a little less, maybe a little less, eighty to ninety, eighty yeah. to ninety. Yeah, that's a good one. Nine 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 seven GTS. That's great. Nine nine seven two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be a good one, or possibly nine nine one Carrera S. You yeah. know, with a with a sport chrono and whatnot, and like, I don't know if you can get a GTS under a hundred yet with a turbo motor, but you can get well. Probably very. Close. Yeah, no, I'm with Hard Agree. G nine nine seven two GTS manual. That's a lovely one. Uh, MB is Frenchy. Hello again. Is there a general guideline for percentage off for an exotic car with accident or paintwork? Hmm. One DB. I mean, no. Be like, like what he's saying is like, if you're looking at two cars and one has had an accident or paintwork, one would be right. You know, X percent less. X percent less. Oh man. I, I mean, th- it depends on the accident and the paint. Like, uh, yeah. You it's, know? There's so many factors, yeah. right? You know, how bad was the hit? Who did the paintwork? How does it, what does it look like right now? You know, uh, is it on the Carfax? Is it off the Carfax? Um, uh, a lot. I don't know. I, I mean, don't... he says one DB9 GT had no ac- has no accident on Carfax. The owner paid for something out of pocket. Another one, another had two. I assume he means another thing has two things on Carfax. Well, to the next person you sell it to, if they see no Carfax, that's going to look more attractive than two Carfax reports. Yeah, you know now the, the cleaner the title for sure. It, you know, unless they now if they find out that the one that has no a clean title actually had a bunch of shit broken on it, <clears throat> you know that that could look worse. But there, there's just so many variables. Yeah, I don't think there's a general a percentage off. Just accepted that it's going to be less, but. I think there's a lot of gray area in there. Yeah. Exactly how much this isn't like have. a Macy's sale where it's like twenty percent off everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a red dot on it. You get yeah red so. ta- yeah red tag event. Um, sorry, man, that's the best we got. M four hand says uh, I really want a Tesla Model Three, but I'm spooked by Tesla's long term prospects. I don't know if he's referring to the company or the cars themselves, but I don't want to be stuck with a forty five thousand dollar paperweight. Editorial. Like anyone who owns a Fisker. Thoughts? <laughs> um, um, I have an easy one. Lease. I mean, if that's the big deal, just lease it and then give it back. I That's what I tell people whenever they ask me. They're like, oh, I really like this car. But I'm like, I'm like, I would not own one of those cars. I see the same thing. Just lease it. Just like, it's not worth taking the risk for something that's that expensive. Like, if you're, you know, you're buying like a... Like a cruise, like go whatever, buy the cruise, you'll be fine. But for anything that's over thirty or forty thousand dollars, I mean, I, I, if you buy a Tesla now, the Tesla will run. It won't be a paper. Like, it, like the, the there's too much money. Somebody will buy the company. Yeah, like yeah. At worst case scenario, somebody All else is going to own Tesla. All the cars can't just yeah. freeze. Yeah, yeah. So if you really want it, I get my my buddy's got one. Somebody I play Ultimate with because <laughs> I'm a nerd, and uh, he loves it. And it, like little things go wrong, but he still he still bought into it. So if you're if you're bought into being a beta tester for a car because you like the way it looks, you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think this. I don't think your your investment in the car would just vanish. Um, and I mean, look, you're going to insure it, right? You know, if it gets fucked up, it's got it'll have insurance. There are and, lemon laws. Yeah, if it, if, it, if, it, if it totally bricks, you would have a lemon law. Case. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you can lease it, so you can really for uh, for whatever percentage points you can offload that risk onto somebody else for the most part. Uh, that's what I would do. Thank you, Jordan says uh, opinion E thirty three twenty five IX or Subaru Impreza two point five RS to learn to wrench 
and possibly safari builds. I'm tired of the potholes on my commute. Would like to explore trails and dirt roads. I had a great time exploring trails on in an E30. It was not even all-wheel drive. It had like a inch and a half lift, mm-hmm. some upgraded shocks. Those seen HDs, and, uh, uh, stronger springs to lift it a bit, skid plate in the front. Yeah, and a stock set of wheels with uh, BFG AT tires on it, and it was a fucking riot. Like, it was so great. It's not You don't even have to, like, safari. It was, like, no. a set of shocks and, like, tires. It was basic, and uh, it was great at that. Um, I don't know, Zach, you had a Subaru. You now have a, a BMW, albeit a newer one. Learn you're a, you're an entry level wrencher or mo, you know ish. You learn by watching videos on the internet. What do you weigh in on that? I, mean, I think the Impreza will be slightly more reliable, and I mean the aftermarket support for that kind of stuff with rally and dirt and everything is huge. So you'll have a bigger support system. I mean, Impreza engines when they get to about a hundred thousand miles, you have to, usually have to do a head gasket. You probably have to do a clutch and, and something else, but I don't think they're known for the strange failures that BMWs are, which are more finicky. Um, the Impreza 2.5 RS, I mean, which year? That's also a, a question because they they made you know the NA motor, they made it with like the 2002 bodies, but you can also get a, a sweet 90s 2.5 RS, which looks a lot cooler. Um, man, I don't know. I I would say here's my one my one bit of advice. If you're going to get the BMW, skip the all-wheel drive. Yeah, 100%. You really get a long way with just tires, and you don't need the complexity in your life. You know, you might have a fucking mechanic that has never seen an IX before. Very true. But, yeah. Very rare. Yeah. So, yeah. I will say on proving grounds, yeah. when we run things over the dirty shortcut, we're rarely running them 4x4. Four four. We're almost running them rear. I yeah. mean, because you're faster. Like, and I agree I with just you did an entire, like, 25-minute off-road one-take in a Hummer entirely in rear-wheel drive. I didn't. I, I did articulations. I did all this stuff entirely in rear-wheel drive. You have to really be pushing a car to need that 4x4. Four 4x4 four. Four four is slow. Like, what he wants to do, like, you know, explore trails, dirt roads, yeah. unless you're going to go real slow, yeah, yeah, just yeah. get some of this rear-wheel drive. Yeah. What you want is rally car. Um, well, I mean, then, you know, obviously, uh, Subarus and rally and all-wheel drive go hand-in-hand-in-hand, in hand in hand, but the 2.5 RS isn't going to have as strong a diff or transmission as something like an STI, which is why the STIs yeah. are so popular. Mm-hmm. So... There's probably less strain on the drivetrain running something that's rear-wheel drive only. Um, you should you should uh, message Ryan Samanchik on Instagram because he has rebuilt his 2.5 RS several times <laughs> while, while rallying the shit out of it. And he can tell you all the things that are bad about that platform. All right. Uh, Nathaniel says he heard us raving about Fiesta ST and went out and bought one and loves it. Thank you, Nathan. I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, BMV36 says, should I get a BMW 228XI or a Subaru WRX? Um, I assume he means new cars, man. I think the new WRXs are just, they're so ugly. Um, I Which one? The new 228? Is that the, I, I don't like any all-wheel drive BMWs. I think they all drive like pigs. I don't like any all-wheel drive cars, almost in general. Uh, just buy the buy a regular two. God, a two a, a two series, a rear-wheel drive two series is nice. Is perfect. Yeah, it's really it nice. It is the best BMW, and we I went with RAF. We had one a manual, and you know, like decent decent tires on it, and just snow drifting. It I was took great. A, I got a two twenty eight M Sport manual 
as like a, a, a at like one of those journalist track days. It was awesome. It was so much fun. And if you put snow, because I assume that this guy's in Canada, yeah. and you know, he's uh, assuming it's worried about snow. If you get snow tires, which I'm sure you know, or ice tires, uh, Sam was recommending Hakas. They're even better on ice than in snow. Um, you shouldn't have too many problems getting in and out of things. That it's really about uh, the traction of the tire. Cool. Uh, and he says, "Will I don't know what that means. What I don't know that, that question. I th- will I ever not post if no money made? I, I, I'm not going. Do you like working for free? I don't. I still don't really. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. It's a Forget very it. Canadian. question. It's a very Canadian question. Uh, Jackson says, "I'm 19 with a 1998 Mustang GT, daily driver, and a semi-sorted 68 Mustang for the track. Okay, I'm going to school soon. Hold the 68 for the future, or sell it to get money." For uh, or sell both to get money for a newer GT for daily driving and track. Well, hmm. I mean, let's assume your 68 is cool but doesn't have any specific collector value, right? I'm assuming it's a coupe and not a fastback, right? Which also hurts it. How do we know? Well, we know. I'm assuming because most people that have fastbacks write fastback because they're they're like. They want to separate themselves. I mean, look, here's the one thing. He's asking a financial question, not a car question, right? Like, well, also one thing, going a 68 Mustang, how fucking good could that be on the track? I mean, if it's really sorted, it will be a lot of fun. It won't be as fast as, an, as a new Mustang on the track. Uh, that's somebody else. Um, you know, it, it will never be as fast as, like, a modern civic si around a track probably like it just yeah. won't have the grip or anything and it probably doesn't have too much resale cachet because one if it's not a fastback it's not that expensive and it's not sought after they made a billion mustang coupes and it seems like hot rod prices just slowly are dipping because you know the audience the, the market of buying collector yeah. cars is moving more towards 70s 80s 90s cars because yeah, they're all having failed angioplasties and dying. Right. So just <laughs> offload the 68. Just be yeah. done with it. Here's offload my, both cars. My advice, if you're 19 and you're going to school, you don't need a bunch of shit in your life to deal with, right? You want a car that works. If it's fast and fun to drive, that helps. You might go on road trips, go back and forth to school, whatever. I say sell both and get a 2011 GT, 2011 and up GT that will be fine on a track and that you can daily drive. That's what I would do. I say sell. Anyone else? I agree with you. All yep. right, cool. Sell, sell, sell. Thirded. Uh, oh, and his uh, this other... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, to go back to his this last guy's question about the 228i versus WRX. For similar money, a TTRS plus mods? Yeah. A Hellcat or an M2? I mean, wait, what? Do you feel like the price and he says up he's not lot. the best driver. The, the this, price jumped up a lot. If the if you're not the best driver, do not get a Hellcat, nope. and do not get an M2, and do not get a TTRS and mods. All those are very very fast cars. Get yeah. a 228i. Skip the all wheel drive. Get a manual and go to driving school and, and typing school. Say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you actually you get a limited number. Your characters are limited by your donation size, so oh, people try and squeeze shit it. in like it's a tweet. Yeah, you can't really hold it against them. Sometimes okay, that's fine. Because uh, ten dollars Canadian, so it's like fourteen cents. I know. I'm gonna Seven I'm bucks. gonna paraphrase this question from D1 Seppuku. How do I become your slave, Mister Hardigree? Are you hiring? Is Apex One hiring? That's uh, the question. Right now, or, it's just it's just friends. Um, uh, you know, I, read it and um, Matt at Apex One. If you got a good pitch, I'll listen. All right, Matt at Apex One. If you want to get a job, 
You don't call. You do not email and ask for a job. You bring the pitch. That's how that works. I lied my way into my first Jalopnik job, basically. Yes. So. You can lie your way into all kinds of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> President, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Um, and lastly, MB is Frenchie. Have I ever seen a Scotty Kilmer video? Nope. Sorry. Uh, hard agree. Thank you for coming in. You still awake? No caffeine, man? No, I feel good. Good. I go out and party. This was great. This was fun. Are you? Sunday night, little Sunday night fiesta? Yeah, I think Zach and I might get a taco. All right. You should while you're in town. Do as the Cholos do. Um, Apex.1, that's what we're promoting, right? Yeah, Apex.1. And by one is O-N-E. (laughs) Apex.O-N-E. Yeah, Apex.com, apparently taken. Uh, uh, Apex.1.O-N-E. And uh, yeah, I'll say this. um, Come back on... Tuesday, and there will be something very exciting. And let's see what next season of Proving Grounds airs when? Sometime in the fall. Okay, not for a while. Movie comes out when? Uh, we're, depends on distribution, but it'll come out this year. Okay, those are the things. Those are the things. Those are the things. All right. Why are you here? In town, by the way. I know you're why you're in this room, but why are you in Los Angeles? We're filming more Proving Grounds. Oh, okay, cool. We leave tomorrow. Out? Oh, you do? I do. Oh, okay, cool. Leave tomorrow, come back Saturday. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about your Tacoma road trip, I guess, when you we'll, get back. We will. You're here, so I, I assume the truck made it. The yeah, brand new Toyota can a, be driven. It can do anything. Yeah. It's just a, it's a little loud in the highway. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. Because you Where, and I are going on a Tacoma road trip tomorrow. Yeah, it's like a slightly quieter Miata. Oh, are you still have the Tacoma? No, different Tacoma. <laughs> oh. I dropped the co- Tacoma off in Seattle, and then he's getting a different one. I was like, is it the same truck? Like, no, I had the 2018. Imagine someone else had to go get it and drive it back Well, here. if that was the case, I would have changed the trip and stuff, but uh, that would have been very funny. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, that's our show. What's our fucking, what's my schedule for... I have, I totally have shows, There's like a many. bunch of shows this You actually, week. so we go to- Like I have many Matt shows. Matt and I go to CXC tomorrow in the afternoon, and then the guy from CXC comes up here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to go because I have to get my 9-11 from getting film on it. I have like an insane day tomorrow, but uh, everyone doesn't need to know my schedule, except that 5.30 p.m., we have Chris uh, from CXC Simulators, and their new place is called Base 51? Base, Base something? I don't. I'm no. I'm gonna fuck that up. We should know that because we I are going there tomorrow. I think it's called Base Fifty One, right? Is base Fifty One, LA's first premium premium simulation racing venue. It actually looks very fucking Ooh. dope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It looks dope, and they have a restaurant and bar. Like, see the see my friend Nat owned the go kart track, right? Except the problem was you the, he had a bar there as well, but you couldn't obviously go back and race once you started drinking. They breathalyze you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can get shit hammered and fucking race a simulator. That's the best part. Food looks decent. All right, so Chris from CXC and Base 51 will be here tomorrow, followed by the Everyday Driver Boys will be here on Tuesday, Paul and Todd. Wednesday, we've got uh, Rob Bender Park from Truck Night in America. And then... um, that show is Fuck hilarious. Me. And then uh, we do a Q and A show yeah, on Saturday. Uh, we probably are not going to do a Q and A show on Saturday, Zach, okay. because I'm going to go snowboarding. Oh yeah, but we have lots of shows this week, so we'll start that up afterwards. Mammoth calls, my friend. Mammoth calls. All right, that's the game. Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a, a microphone, a connection to the internet, and ideally something to say. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.